about to opt in to Monerotopia, a show for the Monero community where all are welcome to join. From noob to maxi, no matter what bags you hold. Just sit back and relax to the sweet sounds of Monero's latest progress. Or if you're feeling inspired, join us on stage. Remember, the only thing that can stop Monero is a false belief that it can be stopped. And if you want to win the revolution faster, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, boating accidents are common around here. Don't forget to properly secure your private keys. Monerotopia starts now. Alrighty. Good All right. Morning. Good morning. What's going on, man? Nothing much. Just being a little happy penguin. <laughs> as always my uh, fish what, what's going on in your monero world man anything um been uh nothing nothing too crazy just been uh doing a little bit of work this okay anything uh you could share it's monero related or not not really um not the moment okay okay we'll see next um week. okay yeah we, what do we got what do we got going on today so big show Big show. We got uh, Noto coming on. So awesome. Team Noto, which I'm obviously part of, but we got the guys that are actually working on it that will be jumping on, giving us the update. That project has been taking a little bit longer than, than hoped, um, but we got some good announcements. We've been taking advantage of the delays and using that time to improve the Noto project and add some, some cool features that I think people will be excited about. So we will... We will cover that. Uh, but yeah, today let's do let's do the price. Then we'll do the dev dev report. We'll bring on the guests, and then we'll bring viewers on stage so they can participate and then do the news so they can participate in the news. Awesome. Um, actually, let me let me just say, uh, Buenos Aires. We're headed down there soon. Shit, we're headed down there. Like, when are we going? November. Headed down there. I think like around the eighth. Um, and we're going to La Bitcoin, La Bitconf, which is the tenth and the eleventh. So, anybody that's in the Buenos Aires area, uh, please reach out. Um, the I don't know best way email us. Spread Monero propaganda. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. It's up at uh contact. What what is our? Oh my god, what's our Monerotopia? It's contact at Monerotopia, right? Our email, I think. Is it Monerotopia at protonmail.com? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Using that with gratuitous. Monerotopia at protonmail.com. So if anybody uh, wants to reach out, wants to meet up while we're down there and sees us, please uh, send us an email. That's the best way so we don't like lose track of stuff. Monerotopia at protonmail.com. Maybe we'll do a meetup down there. Um, Andres from Monerujo is going to be giving a talk at LaBitConf, which is super exciting. LaBitConf is like really, really big. I think Thousand, thousands of people attended. It's been going on since, I think, 2012. It's a big conference, old school. Uh, and the guys behind it are, are Monero friendly. Uh, we've been talking to them. I had them on the show, I think, about a year ago or maybe two years ago now for uh, Monerotopia. Uh, interviewed one of the guys. They're into Monero. Um, they're old school Bitcoiners, but like kind of, you know, cypherpunk guys that like the digital cash aspects. So it's very cool that they're open to Monero and allowing us to participate in the conference. Andres will be giving his talk in Spanish, teaching people about Monero, and we'll be down there trying to meet people, give away Monero, thanks to Cake. Cake is is sponsoring us, giving us some funds 
to help us get down there and to also provide us funds to give away a bunch of Monero. So we'll onboard people live at the conference. Uh, and then the conference itself is working with us to give us like an area that we'll have, uh, which is kind of cool. Like a little spot we'll have for our Monero propaganda. So that should be cool. And Jill, awesome. you can see Andreas. And we got to see Andreas. And like I said, we'll, we'll try to throw a little meetup, maybe like a little after party on, I don't know, the conference is Friday and Saturday. Maybe Sunday we do it or at, uh, in the evening on Friday or Saturday. We can find a time where we're not competing with some other event. Have people just meet up at a bar. We could get like, I don't know, get a couple of fun loving Monero people to come hang out in Buenos Aires. That's it. I guess the other thing, uh, other announcement is the oh, we interviewed Seth this week. That was good. I'm sure a lot of people seen that already. Um, but yeah, yeah, check that out. That was on all the new uh rules that came down from Vincent. That was a good discussion. I mean, scary. It, but, scary. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, let's uh let's take it away. Let's let's move it along. It's beautiful over here Race in New York. Report. I want to get outside. All right. The Monerotopia Price Report segment is sponsored by Local Monero. Avoid using KYC exchanges. Buy and sell Monero directly for fiat, peer-to-peer. Buddy, good morning. So, how are you gentlemen doing this morning? Good, 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 good. Uh, it's like unseasonably warm here, which is awesome. Beautiful day. Beautiful like, Global summer. warming for the win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan of global warming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you live in the north, like, why wouldn't you want to warm up a little bit? Right? It's just going to lead to better things. I mean, there used to be glaciers where you live, so you know this is an improvement. I um I watched some video where this guy was talking about methane, and he was he was like showing that um methane like spikes in methane for like historically have preceded a, a very rapid like decades long warming event where you get like two or three more degrees just like very quickly, and then it kind of tapers off. Um, I, I mean, I don't know what to make of all that. Climate science is incredibly complex, which is kind of why it's like a joke to me to hear them. Well, you know, we don't want to get banned from uh, YouTube, so <laughs> maybe I'll reserve my opinion there on that one. But it's it's a very complex science, so it's hard to attribute changes to any one particular thing. I know. We, we can't even figure out what the price of Monero is going to be tomorrow, let alone what the weather is going to be in, you know, 10 years from now, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty hard to predict. Um, but yeah, we, we, we don't need price to go down Monero. Unless you want to. You can say whatever you want on this show, obviously. <laughs> well, I mean, I just don't, you know, I don't want to get caught up in the, um, I don't know, whatever bots they use to, to scan for the keywords and the, the wrong thing. Yeah, I told you we got we got flagged, right? Or yeah, you warned. guys are already in the bad graces because of the, uh, the interview with Health Ranger, right? Yeah, that was, I literally think just because we had Health Ranger in the name, like, it's, all, it's an auto flag. <laughs> like, that's, that's crazy that he is so banned that if you just bring the guy on or just like mention him in the title, you got to misspell his name on purpose. That's insane. H E at L T H Ranger with an at and a three for the E. Yeah. Anyway, it, 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 that way. obviously has the opposite effect. Everybody wants to hear what he has to say, right? Like it's like, well, what is this guy? If he's, if, he, if people are so terrified of him, if the government's so terrified of what he has to say, it must be uh, something interesting and worth listening to. Um, so I have, um, Go ahead, I have buddy. kind of like one news event that I think is important to uh, to to bring out. So Acapulco got hit with a Category Five hurricane, 165 yeah. mile an hour winds. Um, imagine waking up. Imagine you live on the coast, like in Florida or something. You wake up one morning and probably you don't check the weather most days. I mean, I know I don't. 
Um, but let's suppose you did. You wake up one morning, you check the weather. There's a tropical storm, not even predicted to make landfall. It's going to turn west. By lunchtime, um, it's become a hurricane, and you're like, yeah, but they still say it's probably not going to hit. By dinner time, if you're still paying attention even, this thing is now almost a Category 5 hurricane, and oh, now, by the way, it's going to make landfall. At 9 p.m., you start realizing that you're fucked and that it's uh, that's 165-mile-an-hour winds and that it's headed straight for you. So you've got a couple hours to prepare, but a lot of people didn't even know that was about to happen, and it destroyed that town. It completely annihilated Acapulco. Like The buildings are all stripped down to their metal girders, basically. Like Everything's just gone. Um, so, you know, if you, if you can donate, if you're in Mexico, look for a centro de acopio. Uh, it's like a, a place where you can give food and clothes and tennis shoes, stuff like that. Um, or if you want to donate money, you know, ob- obviously be careful, you know, who you're donating to. There could, you know, there's going to, there's going to be scams out there that happens every time. Um, but there's probably trustworthy people, probably the TDV guys, um, the, the Anarchapulco guys, probably people associated with that are, are, um, going to be doing good things. Um, just make sure like, so for example, Danny Sessom, um, he's, he's done a lot of charity work already. Um, so anything that he's involved with, you can probably have a little bit of extra trust that they're going to spend the money wisely. Um, and I've already seen on Twitter, like there's, um, you can donate Bitcoin, you can donate Monero, um, and then you can donate, you know, just like regular cash as well. So those guys need a lot of help. It's like media silence. I have my crazy conspiracy theories about what happened with that hurricane or it's speculation. It's totally speculation, but that kind of shit shouldn't happen. That like it was way they shouldn't quick. get a forecast that wrong. So I, I don't know who knows what happened there, but there's like they're not really reporting on it right now. So those guys need help. Acapulco needs help if you're if you're able to. If someone has a link to the that fundraiser, can you put it in the description or uh, not the script? <laughs> That's for me to do. Can you put it in the comments? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's get that out there. That's crazy. If anybody has um, you know, that's that's down there by any chance, because I I know we have like an Acapulco people that tune into this. Um, please uh please try to jump on later uh, when we have viewers on stage let us know what's going on uh beautiful to see that they did raise some significant money though already with crypto monero in particular yeah. I, was, I was surprised by that yeah, who'd you like, say was doing that fundraiser i guess the um, biggest so one? the anarchopocal associated people i mean i don't know there i've heard like a few different fundraisers um i haven't really looked into it i mostly so far have just focused on um sending um supplies uh you know just went to a center got everything i could bought a bunch of stuff um, you know, like things like baby formula, diapers, like that kind of stuff is really important for them right now. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I do, I haven't donated any money yet, but, um, as soon as I kind of look at which fundraisers are out there, um, you know, I'll probably choose one and, and go with that. Probably whatever Danny, Danny Sessom is associated with, I'll probably do that. Cause he's already been doing charity work, um, mm-hmm. with an orphanage down in, in Acapulco. So. Yeah, Danny, um, I don't if, you're, I don't have a link. if you're listening, please join, cause he's, he's been on the show a couple of times. I know he tunes in, uh, I forget what his Twitter thing is um we could hit him up maybe he can jump on give us let us know what's going on but yeah it's so bizarre right yeah they i haven't been following the news much but yeah i didn't see it at all in in the news um i saw it on twitter after after the event happened very bizarre yeah even even here i like we're like oh a hurricane hit acapulco like oh okay yeah that happens sometimes so for like the first day i just didn't think about it and then um we started getting like some reports and then it was like, Oh, that's a category five. Like, Oh, interesting. That's pretty powerful. And then suddenly it starts becoming clear to us about 24 hours later that, um, you know, that no one expected it to hit. And that this thing in less than 12 hours in, in the course of a day went, went from a tropical storm to, to a category five, that's the most powerful hurricane ever to make landfall uh, on Mexican shores. 
And it's probably like in the top power hurricanes. In, say again? You think they'd be getting all over that Fortnite like crazy? Yeah, I mean, like I'm I opening mean, up. The New York, like, I'm looking at the New York Times right now. Um, I don't see it. It's not even in the New York Times. I think they could use this so much for their uh, their global warming narrative that suddenly this tropical storm turned into a hurricane. It's ah, uh, it's because of global warming. Mm. Yet they're not. That's a very good point. That's like a very salient point, actually, because. These guys never miss an opportunity to take oh, some no, some weather disaster and blame it on global warming. Like so Canadian fires like started because global warming. Like, going on. Me? All right, I'm I'm seeing it here on New York Times, but yeah, it's you got you got to scroll down. It's it's not a it's not a top story yet in the eyes of yeah. I mean, it, it's out there in the news, but you would expect like the most powerful hurricane to ever make landfall because usually you know when a hurricane starts to move in, like it starts to make landfall, it weakens a little bit. The 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 wind. Yeah. Um, like the wind strength that was out in the ocean is not what actually hits, you know, once it find once the eye wall finally hits land. In this case, this was like the most powerful winds that have ever hit land. It was very concentrated and it hit like directly on Acapulco, like a, a direct right. And usually you're talking about it a week building up to it. Like this could be the biggest one ever to hit. And then, yeah, and it, people it inevitably yep. drops down to a category two and whatever. This ended up being the biggest one that ever hit and nothing was discussed beforehand. Crazy. It's like the yeah. worst. Yeah, it's like it's like the worst way it could have happened. It's like nobody was told to leave at all because it's like, oh, it's a tropical storm. And then in the tiniest span of time where no one has any possibility of leaving, it just turns into the worst hurricane ever to hit land. It's like nope. it's something. All right. Yeah. Well, Dan, if, if you're out there, you're listening. Uh, please like try to jump on later if you can. He's around. Well, right, man. I guess. Pivot a little bit here into price. Um, we got the Monero chart in front of us. You can see we're, we're sort of at these upper standard deviation bands. Um, so in terms of the way, <laughs> in terms of the way the uh, the price has been playing out for um, really for for most of this year, um, you kind of have to start suspecting: is this pump over? Did we get everything that's going to happen, um, or do we have another do we have another wave that potentially could be coming? Um, let's go ahead and take a quick look at the Bitcoin price. Um, because unfortunately, as you can see, if we look at Bitcoin versus Monero, we haven't exactly kept up, right? And we kind of talked about this um, in this in this area. We said, hey, you know, I've got the hopeful delusion we can break to the upside and start moving up. But if we think that Bitcoin is going to turn positive here, um, that might not spell good things for the ratio. So, um, well, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, we're not doing great. 0047 is, is not like the best um, ratio numbers that we've ever seen. Um, at the same time, you know, with the ETF and some of the news out there and, and with the, with the GPTC premium closing, um, although that's kind of, that, that took a little bit of a hiatus, um, uh, for the past week. So you'll notice that, uh, GPTC premium has been closing and then it actually, um, went from negative 12 to negative 18. So this right here is not like the fact that this premium opened during the Bitcoin pump. That's, that's a little bit, um, yeah, that, that that's a little bit shady to me. Like that's, it, it's just a short amount of time, right? We're just talking from, from the past seven or eight days. Um, but if this thing keeps going further, right, if this trend continues while price kind of like flattens up out here, that would kind of be an indication that this run might, um, might not have much legs, might kind of be over. Um, you'll notice that I've kind of extended this line right here because this line is now relevant once again. But one thing I want to point out about the pattern of how things have, um, have played out here. It's like you get this big, massive pump, and then it kind of flattens out, and it tries to make a little higher high, and then you know dump, and then you get a big, massive pump, and then it kind of tries to make you know makes a little higher high, and then it kind of bleeds out for months. 
And then a big pump, same thing, bleeds out. Weights, actually this one had a little bit more momentum in the run-up to it. Um, and actually gave kind of gave you an opportunity, if you really wanted to, to, to try and take a long here. Um, I personally wasn't biting, mostly because I said, hey, I've got my insurance place, right? I had, um, I think it was Link, um, Tau, which is like this kind of, it's a brand new coin. Uh, but I've got Link, I've got Tau. Um, I accidentally have some of the Mr. Richard Hart coin. Uh, I thought I sold and dumped that shit like, <laughs> like two months ago or something. Uh, and then uh, I just hadn't looked at that wallet in a long time. And I opened it up. I was like, wait, I sold this position. Maybe I had a reorg or something. I don't know. Because I was like, I got the confirmation in my wallet. Um, and, then, and then I was like, wait. you know. So I thought, okay, good. It's done. And then I closed everything down and I didn't check it again. Um, so maybe there was like a one block reorg or two block reorg or something like that. Uh, anyway, so I looked and it's still there in my wallet. I'm like, so uh, anyways, uh, that that position came back after like dying for, for a long time. Uh, by the way, don't buy that coin. It's probably going to die a lot. Um, that coin is like a completely degenerate shitcoin speculative play when you think things might go up um, broadly. So, it, but yeah, don't don't be messing with that unless you're like, okay, with losing all of that money. And that's true of shitcoins. Okay. Anyway, so um, yeah, I, I said, hey, I don't really, you know, I'm not really interested in, in playing with fire here on this one. I don't know if it's going to go up or down. I'm not confident. I'm going to make sure I lock in my gains. I've got my insurance plays and those have actually worked out pretty well. Um, Link actually did quite a lot of good movement for me. We'll look at that here. Anyways, um, so uh, yeah, Bitcoin got a big, nice smash up. But again, it's the same pattern that we've seen for, for all year long, like since January. So right now, my concern is like, okay, we got this big smash up. We're, um, you know, we're sitting at the this, uh, you know, resistance area. And, you know, we're going to kind of do this again and then come back to the downside, right? I, I don't know. Like, we, we really got to look at this. We really got to like... Mm, you know, cross check. Um, I mean, the safe thing, like, okay, long term, long time frames. Uh, Bitcoin cryptocurrency is going to continue to move up. They're digital bearer assets with um, with minimum viability. They're becoming more accepted in the world. They're becoming legally more accepted. You know, it's it's just a matter of time before this thing moves to the upside. So the safe thing here is that you know, hopefully, you you got your you know, if you're a hodler, if you're a DCA or like. This was your opportunity to be DCAing. That was where you wanted to do that, especially especially down here, right? Um, we we talked about that in real time. Said, hey, it, this is like this is prime area for you to get your to get your hodl. Um, the other thing too is that um, you know if we ever make it back down to the um, uh, to the uh, the regression analysis, which I don't have pulled up here, I'm not going to waste time trying to find that right now. Um, I can't remember if I if I have it on a chart or a separate indicator. Anyways, um, the regression analysis currently would be like 19,000. Who knows if we ever make it back that far? Typically, the way the pattern is played out on, on cryptocurrency and specifically Bitcoin is that um, you've got kind of like, you've got the recovery, it kind of falls. You've got, um, you know, basically into 2024 or what was uh, 2020 last time or 2016, you get kind of like one more big washout, um, you know, to the downside and then, and then the bull market commences. Um, you know, do you really want to bet on this washout is actually going to happen? I don't know. Maybe you don't want to bet on that. Uh, maybe you just say, Hey, I'm not, I'm not a trader. I'm, this is, this is too much to worry about. So anyways, um, at the moment, um, yeah, broke out of this big triangle right here. Um, and currently Bitcoin is just kind of like sitting at this resistance. Um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see how that plays out. Uh, I personally wouldn't be taking any big longs right here. I don't think that's a smart move. Your opportunity to take a big long would have been, um, as this triangle was breaking right here, right? So as we, as we kind of talked about on Saturday last week that uh, this thing was breaking. And once this thing kind of confirmed, um, like this would have been your opportunity, right? Say, okay, this, this, 
This triangle is basically confirmed a couple days outside of, um, you know, to the break on the upside, uh, and then it moved directly up. So I wouldn't personally be taking any longs right here. Um, so I've if it, had if it, retrace, if it retrace retraces, where do you, where do you think uh, it bottoms out again? Then, like, where's the? Uh, I mean, on on a short time frame, you would look at um, you would see uh, this area right here, um, probably you know this dotted line somewhere around there, maybe mm -hmm. the top right here, right? So on a retrace, you would be looking at this area, like in the near term. Um, on a more longer time frame, uh, you've got this sort of area right here that was, you know, kind of resistance, then support. That was support right there. You would kind of be looking to come back down to this area. Um, and then, like, on very long time frames, obviously, the um, the regression analysis can pull it up. Maybe it'll pop up here. I think I've got, a, like, another chart that actually just keeps this. Maybe I have a layout. No. I need to just make a layout that shows the regression. Okay, you can see the lines here on the bottom. This is the current regression analysis uh, for the bottom. This is like, again, this is your sell everything, sell the farm, sell your car, uh, loan your kidneys, um, you know, use them as collateral and then, uh, and you know, buy. So this line um, would kind of move up something like that. That can't be right. No, no. Okay, this is not right because we're not looking at the correct chart. Let's go to BLX. That's, that's the, okay, because BLX has the full history. Um, and we'll go to the weekly. This thing looks a little bit better. So on the very, very long term, like the retrace, really the retrace that I would hope would happen, and I do expect should happen at some point, is to actually fully touch this red line down here. This line is like, now, who knows? That could be like, for all we know, that could be like almost at the end of next year, right? We might only touch this line, and that could be at 32,000 because this thing actually rises pretty fast. So um, hopefully that answers your question. Those are kind of your short um, and your and your long-term spots to look for um, for a retracement on, on Bitcoin. Um, maybe we should, uh, let's take a look at the dominance real quick, Bitcoin dominance. Um, yeah, so uh, as we talked about last week that, you know, things were kind of looking like they might want to break out um, with, in terms of wave magic, right? You've got the uh, the standard, sorry, the, the moving average cluster. This is the highest set of moving averages that exist for the chart. Um, oh, by the way, obviously, turn your charts on to 1080p. Sometimes YouTube will default to like a 420 or 720p or something like that. Um, so, because um, you can't really see these lines so well when you're on low resolution. Even 1080p isn't quite enough, but you know, we 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 do we use what we got. So, anyways, um, yeah, when you touch this, like this, uh, the moving average cluster here kind of pulled back, and then again, it touched it here last week. Um, yeah, I mean, that's like, that's how you break resistance, right? That's how you like punch through a resistance. You touch it, um, you know, you have a little bit of a pullback consolidation, you kind of bump up against it again. Um, so anyways, this thing did break out. Bitcoin dominance did break out. Um, I don't have any opinions really on this chart, whether Bitcoin um, continues to break out or not. If the market is feeling bullish and has an appetite, then you can kind of expect that, um, you know, altcoins might be able to perform a little bit better. Um, here's the ETH BTC chart that um, I had this the reason last week that this wasn't uh, showing up on the line like the 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 uh, support line was because I had it on um, on regular scale. I don't know why. Um, but anyways, you can see like there's a very long term. Let's go to the weekly. There's a very long term support line um, really since like 2017. So right now, um, ETH BTC is kind of touching that line. It broke down from this triangle thing here. Um, which kind of surprised me. I really expected this to just kind of trend down inside the triangle and eventually break up. Um, but, you know, uh, this line right here, that's a pretty important line. Like if, Ether if Ethereum BTC breaks down that line um, in a convincing way, like that, that could be, that could spell problems for the BTC price. And it might force me to take a revaluation of, um, of my sort of longer term view of Ethereum. Um, but for now, like that's, that's basically just support. 
Uh, let's see. Let's go to some of the macro stuff. Dollar index hasn't done much. Um, you'll notice that. Um, so yeah, it broke down the um, this kind of like the 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 midterm um, support line, sort of trend line on the way up. Um, but again, you can also see as we've marked uh, this. Um, this line right here, the dotted line, um, that's that's being significant, right? That's a horizontal area of significance. It's kind of offering support um, for the for the dollar index. So for the meantime, dollar index looks like it's um, it's kind of taking a chill pill. Probably not going to go do too much um, for like it, it. It could make its way, you know, up here. I kind of like from a chart perspective, you would expect to kind of get up to this area right here. And again, dollar index lightly being mostly being anti-correlated with risk assets, uh, risk assets in general, um, especially being anti-correlated with gold. Um, you can also see you've got the, the long-term standard deviation bands. So I would expect dollar index to at least try to top out here um, in this area. Maybe it happens next month. Maybe it happens next year. Um, that would also, again, be still correlated with like kind of um, problems in the stock market. So uh, going over to stocks, pivoting here really quick. Um, we're basically seeing this head and shoulder pattern that we've been talking about for, um, really months now, um, looks like it's, it's basically about to finish playing out. So again, shoulder, head, shoulder, and then, um, and then this white line, right? So we're basically taking the measurement from the top to the neckline and then dropping that down here at the breakdown. So effectively, um, price has basically made that target, like if effectively, okay, it hasn't like perfectly touched that target, but it's that as far as the S&P 500 is concerned, like that downside target has has been met. Um, so the head and shoulders is technically finished playing out here on the S&P, but that doesn't mean that it that it's done going down. Um, things can overperform to the downside. And right now it feels like very much a risk off situation. People have moved into gold, um, right? Gold has become a big player. It's still, um, it's still like performing pretty well, um, did pretty well this past week. Um, this line right here, you know, obviously that's, that's resistance right now. Gold looks like it's trying to, uh, you know, close the week just barely above it. If it closes another week above this line, expect to probably pump to the top side, at which point I wouldn't expect gold to just immediately break out. Um, because uh, I mean, for a number of reasons, right. The, the cabal typically doesn't want gold to perform. Um, if we've got some kind of recession and a really larger, like, um, Oh, what is this guy? So there's this guy named Francis Hunt. Um, I watch his videos from time to time. Um, I've learned quite a few things from him, actually, from a charting perspective. Uh, so he says that um, he calls it a demand destroying event, like the uh, the events of 2020 were a demand destroying event. So um, a demand destroying event sees gold um, get sold off with everything else. Um, but apart from like demand destroying events, gold um, can often act as uh, sort of a, a hedge um, or a risk off play in terms of like, okay, well, I'm afraid of the stock market. Um, you know, I'm going to go into either bonds or maybe gold or something like that. So anyways, um, you know, the cabal doesn't like to like gold to pump. If there is a demand destroying event coming up, or if there is like some just broad like recession event happening, or that could be in progress, maybe, um, maybe sometime next year, um, you know, gold is going to get sold off with it. So there's just, there's reasons to think that gold would cap out here once again. Um, but uh, for now it looks um, it looks like there's a good chance for for it to make um, basically finish complete um, going to the top side here and then it's resistant. Um, you know, you can kind of see we're, we're starting to get a little bit short in the um, or long in the tooth here on this chart pattern. This thing should eventually break out, but, you know, we're on the monthly right now. So this right here is 2025. Here's 2024. So probably sometime next year, this chart is going to break to the upside. And that break of gold to the upside is probably going to signal um, that another risk on move is, is imminent. Um, cause that's typically how these things have played out for the past two decades. Gold pumps first, 
um, and then everything else pumps afterwards and then gold languishes. So um, that's your play. Like that's what you need to be like. I've got a big chunk of my net worth just sitting in gold. Um, and if, and when that breaks out, there will come a time for me to pivot that back into risk assets, which will probably be crypto, um, of various sorts. Uh, let's see, let's take a look at the, um, nothing happened with the, um, with the, uh, yields. So basically every, like we talked about last week, things came to the upside and, uh, um, and, and this, this yield curve inversion has closed somewhat, uh, for the past week, not too much happened, um, basically just kind of flat. So nothing exciting going on there. Um, let's take a look at the NASDAQ also as well, because the NASDAQ is now getting back down to, um, the bottom side of this channel. So you'll notice these dotted lines here. So the head and shoulder pattern on the NASDAQ, just like we did for the S and P, um, it still hasn't really quite made its, um, you know, made its target. You still got to really, if this thing made its target, it'll break down from this channel. Um, at a bare minimum, you can see this horizontal area of significance. That was the, um, we see that was the 2022 rebound pump in August. That was the top of that pump. So that's really like, that's a very prominent place to expect the NASDAQ to at least, um, you know, try to make that target. Um, the only thing that would, I would um, like question my thesis on that is that, um, you know, they, the things are controlled, like the financial financials tend to be controlled and managed um, and keeping things inside of this channel would be kind of like a nice um, sort of control mechanism, right? That'd be like a nice way to say, Hey, don't worry inside the chart channel. Don't sell your assets. Everybody stay inside of safe, warm, wonderful stocks. Um, you know, that's kind of, it's kind of like what, what the cabal tends to like to do. Um, although except for occasionally, you know, when things just like crash. So anyways, um, you know, to, to it, what I'm saying is that to meet this, um, this support line right here to meet this kind of like, to me, that's a natural area for price to be attracted back down to, especially because it got above that channel. Um, you know, you kind of think, well, maybe it needs to get below this channel. Anyway, so um, yeah, things will have to continue breaking down to meet that. Uh, right now, mm, with the dollar index flattening off, um, you know that maybe maybe there could be some hope. Um, but contrary to what I was just saying, uh, actually that's the S and P. Let's go to the Nasdaq again. So, all right, this is Wave Magic on the Nasdaq. The only difference is that this is the futures market for the Nasdaq, whereas we were looking at the actual Nasdaq. So this is CME um, extended trading hours and such. So um, again, with the Wave Magic. It, this kind of action is very classic. As we talked about, like you don't expect to just like come from the bottom of the standard deviation bands, pump to the top, to the upper standard deviation bands, and then continue pumping. Like that's that's really typically not how things go. You typically need to like after you start, like especially right here, after you break down out of these bands, like you really expect to have to come down to to some kind of area that that like should be support. So in a bullish scenario, you would you would meet support somewhere inside of this um inside of these moving average clusters and then, you know, come back to the upside. So if that happens, like if we, and that's probably like, honestly, unless we're going to see some kind of big demand destroying event. And again, the bonds bonds should hopefully give us the advance warning that that's actually in progress. If that's not going to happen, then what you would really kind of expect is, is to come back down here, meet these standard deviation clusters. And then um, at some point next year, um, optimistically start getting back into that upper standard deviation cluster of bands um, back up to the local highs, you know, kind of like double top and then, and then start pressing on towards higher highs. Um, that could be a very, like that very well could be the scenario that, that plays out here. Um, with all the inflation, you know, and everyone having like a hard time in some ways, it kind of makes sense for, um, you know, for the fed, for the government, whatever, to, to keep some of those stock market gains on the table so that people, people don't feel like they're getting too poor, you know, so they feel like, okay, you know, Stock market's still going up. My net worth is still, you know, doing okay. My retirement is still okay. Even though inflation is bad, like my retirement is also growing. 
Um, you know, who, who knows, like, who knows how badly they want to destroy the economy at any given point. Nobody really knows except for them. Um, I think, I don't think we have too much else to talk about. Let's take a look at um, some of the Z scores really quick, just so you can kind of get a relative view of how the assets are performing. Um, again, Z scores, they basically center everything at zero. And then you look at how many standard deviations away from the moving average is price right now. And when I say the moving average, right, you could, you could choose a bunch of different moving averages right now. We got a 365 day look back. So Basically, for the volatility, for, for the standard deviations of the past 365 days, we're looking at how price is performing relative to that time frame. Um, and we could change that, right? We could look at shorter time frames. We could look at longer time frames. So anyways, you can see crypto has been performing quite well. Um, stocks have been dipping. Gold, obviously, pumping up. Bonds have been just in the shitter um, because yields keep pumping. Um, I'm, not, I'm not convinced necessarily that yields are going are gonna to keep pumping on bonds, but I haven't really, really checked it out. Um, global liquidity situation. Um, let's see us dollar liquidity in green, uh, and then global liquidity in white. So global liquidity kind of still continuing to contract dollar liquidity continues to pump. Um, although we had a new number here on the M2 money supply. So new numbers came out. These things are like way far delayed. Like, let's see, this is for September 1st, right? This is dated September 1st. I think, um, you know, I, I I'm never quite sure. Is this the, the time frame of August or is this the time frame of September? I think this is the time frame of August. So this right here being 901 on the bottom, you can see September 1st. I think this was the M2 money supply for August. You can see that it dropped a little bit. I guess that would be about 100 billion. Looks like, uh, yeah, that looks like a little less than 100 billion, maybe like 800 billion. So it dropped off not much, but um, you know that that's a slight contraction. Um, all right, I think that's I think that's about it. Yeah, the uh, the divergences on Monero's price have started to um, they, they've they've been on the the top side. In this case, um, it looks like Monero diverging up has been correlated with Monero's price moving up. Um, but I've, I've seen this be anti-correlated more than anything um, for a while now. Uh, I don't even know if we should if we should even look at that. Like, I'm not sure how relevant that is anymore. Um, so unless there's anything specific you guys wanted to take a look at. Um, oh, you know, maybe I'll show you um, one last thing here. In fact, two two last things. I, I always say I always say that's it. Um, that we're done, and then and then I always think of like one more thing. Um, okay, so this is uh, again Monero versus stock. Sorry, not Monero. Uh, uh, Bitcoin versus stocks continues to perform. Um, you can see we've got the wave magic turned on here. I wouldn't expect this to get anything past these big standard deviation bands, right? So these are very long term bands right here. Uh, these upper standard deviation. It would not be surprising to see this thing continue to pump for Bitcoin to continue to outperform stocks. Um, for another, uh, let's just say back to the, how much percent, uh, why are my charts being slow? Maybe for another 10%, right? Maybe another 10% of outperformance. We could probably go to the weekly. Um, that's actually going to take a moment to load. Oh, actually that was pretty fast. Okay. Yeah. So you can, you can see it just maybe a little bit better here with the weekly, like in a broader time frame. Um, these, again, the big upper standard deviation bands right now, this thing has established itself pretty well. It found support at these lower standard deviation bands. Uh, let's go to a three-day chart so they're a bit better. Um, I know this is messy. I apologize. Um, I'm, my brain is used to looking at this, so it's not like anything too crazy for me. But um, what I want to pull out here is that you can see this lower standard deviation band cluster. Price found support down in there, and now it's moving up to a very solid area right here. I guess there's the possibility it could even move to the very top of those bands as well. But what I'm trying to say here is that overall, um, price has done a good job of establishing this range. So I wouldn't expect crypto to, to dump any harder relative to stocks. Again, always relative to stocks. 
I wouldn't expect it to dump any harder than this lower area right here. So let's suppose crypto takes a pullback and stocks make a comeback. Um, you know, that'll obviously reverse this chart, but effectively this is a stable chart. Now this thing should continue to be stable until the next bull market, in which case, at which point, um, Bitcoin should again, significantly outperform stocks in the next big risk on moment. And then I promise double no take backsies, uh, Dixie times gold tells us how well Dixie is performing, not divided by gold, but in terms of the fact that they're supposed to be anti-correlated, the reason that we're multiplying them together. Um, again, gold had this big fake out two weeks ago and, and then just came right back. So that is very much strength. Gold is strong right here. That doesn't mean that it has to like, you know, give you gains next week. But again, gold continues to show this, this, this big, broad, pervasive strength, um, like just across the way that it performs. So gold times Dixie is going to break out at some point. Um, and again, that will likely correlate with um, with just in general overperformance um, on the gold price. So um, yeah, that's all I got for you guys today. If there's any questions, you know, let me know. No, no, no. All good, man. All good. Fantastic as always. Thank Monero, you. stable coin, making stable gains. <laughs> yep. Who needs Tether when you got Monero? Arrow chugging along, guys. We yeah, don't say, you can just say that. Uh, like, like, and share the show, especially if you're viewing it on Twitter, because now they sh they stream it live. We're streaming it live on Twitter, the video, um, which is cool. Oh, nice. And now Twitter puts it up on top where they used to put the spaces, so maybe we could attract some noobs. So if you're out there, you're watching this on Twitter, just please uh, retweet it, get the word out. Thank you, buddy. Stick around if you can. A um, lot more ahead. If you can jump up later, that'd be great. Yeah, I'll try. I think I've got to take off here pretty soon. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Um, thank you so much, man. Cool, guys. Thanks. All right. Thanks sure. it always, buddy. Yep. All right. Dev next. Let's get it going. And now for the Monero development segment. Good morning. Good morning. Good, Good morning. I think. Yeah, let's do it. Tell us all about it. So I think we all know about Ledger and Chazor and why not to use uh, those devices for Monero. Mm, basically because Ledger, with its recent tragedy, they can now see your seed phrase in three parts. So that's basically avoids the the main the main point of using a hardware wallet. And with Chazor... I haven't been following that closely. What... What was the news that actually broke on that? So they actually... So they basically implemented a feature that you can use a three-way uh, seed phrase recovery mm -hmm. that they send uh, the seed to three different companies uh, of, their choosing, of their choosing. And uh, to recover the wallet, you can ask them to send the seed phrase to you. But if they can do that, they can extract it for their own too. Like the basic mechanism was that you cannot ex extract the seed with any way because it's a, a hardware wallet and they can do that now. So that basically voids the main feature of it. Uh, Chazor can do the same, but they are less likely to do it because it's open source. So every, everyone can choose whether they want to buy it or not. Crazy. But it, but it Monero signer, it's not a, another company that's managing your device but your own self so it's a, it's a true it's a true hardware uh 
while uh, open source way to, to store your private keys without having any yes. third involved. So basically it's Monero only, not like seed signer, which can support Bitcoin. For seed signer, I think there are several other firmwares that you can install. So sorry, several other uh, add-ons that you can install. So you can get other coins on it too. Uh, this is Monero only and it uses the portal Monero QR to transfer transactions. And it's completely air-gapped, meaning that uh, there is no Wi-Fi or Bluetooth in it, unless you use uh, the wireless Pi Zero that that they are suggesting not to use. But it can be that, uh, although you have to disable the wireless feature completely for it to not being interceptable. Uh, you need to have a base share, uh, 1.3 LCD LCD uh, display uh, with 240 by. Oh. Sorry, one sec. No worries. I think uh, he's being interrupted over there. No. Yeah, kind of. Okay, so oh. yeah. you need to have a WaveShare 1.3 LCD hat uh, with 240 by 240 pixels and basically any Pi camera, but the Monero signer guys recommend the domain Pi camera that Raspberry is advertising as just the Raspberry Pi camera. And of course, a case. Uh, which you can print on your own, or maybe buy it from one at a time in the store. Uh, awesome. The risks of using vendor spe specific devices over DIY is vendor locks. So if the company goes out of business, then you won't be able to implement new firmwares on it. For example, Ledger, they are using uh, non-open source firmware. So that's basically that device from them and the supply chain, which of course compromises your security if the, if the hardware wallet is intercepted, or as I said, Ledger implemented the feature where they can export your private key slash uh, seed phrase. The sourcing components, uh, what is a vendor, can't find their parts or the factory. For example, uh, when you buy a Ledger or Chaser and it needs to be uh, used with a warranty, I've had a friend, I think, buy a keyboard and, no, sorry, motherboard. And uh, it went up in value over time uh, because inflation. And he did it to use the warranty on it. The company said that they can't replace it as they have no more on supply and they have no, uh, uh, no other parts. So he needed to buy it from a different store with the money they gave back because they can't replace it. So they gave back the money uh, that he originally bought it for. So he's he's losing money on that. Mm. And of course, the uh, politics and geopolitics. The privacy, as I said, uh, usually with Monero and every other crypto, you usually need to use an air device for it to not being able to be intercepted. All right. So Here's, just, so, just yeah. so people fully understand so how this thing functions. Like so, can you just kind of give us an overview of that? Like, if you somebody were to use this, what is how, how does it work? How does it function? So basically, here's uh, an assembly video. Video. Oh, this so, is how he's actually building one. Okay. Yeah. So he's the price zero. The buttons he he got from one at the time. Well, he's one at the time, and the LCD share hats, so it can be used. So basically, you need. 
With the Paizo, you need to have a version <sighs> that comes with the pins, or you need to solder it uh, on yourself be because here you can see that the Pi Zero attaches the WaveShare uh, display by pins. So you basically get the case or print it and you use the screws, which I think they specify on their website. So, but like, like you said, so you could, you could build this yourself or you can buy one that's, that's pre-built, right? Yes. But I'm, I'm saying, how does it actually, for those that don't even understand how it's... Yeah, so, so basically it has a Python firmware, uh, if I know correctly. And it's basically a seed signer just with the uh, change that it only supports Monero instead of Bitcoin. Right, so you would you would generate you generate use this to to generate your your seed on it, right? And yes, then, and uh, it it sends transactions by QR codes. So it looks basically, like um, the uh, Monero signer they have a store at MoneroTime.store. Yes, uh, cool. I, I knew I, he was working on this. I didn't realize how uh, close to completion he was, and that he's actually um, I guess selling it now. Yes, yeah, so they are selling, I think, metal cases. Yeah, steel uh, 316L cases. And, I guess uh, it's like a pre-order. Seed face storage. Uh, and I think it's already orderable in normal. That's cool. I didn't realize he already had this out. Yeah, it's amazing. I don't think he uh, pushed it. Yeah, uh, I think you need to contact them. Yeah, you need to con contact them now, but I think maybe a month from, from now. And you oh, if you, select, to... uh, if you select color... And uh, choose the options it gives. Oh you yeah, you, you can already order it. Nice. So, what what's involved in building it yourself? He will he'll send you the parts. Uh, no. So with building it, you need to buy the parts on your own, which uh, you are able to buy on either here, I think. Well, mm -hmm. you and, can buy just the enclosure. It looks like on the based on yeah 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 on, on the Monero Time Store, you can only buy the full thing. And uh, well, no, I see three options. Uh, if you click yeah, on the inc enclosure, the full thing, and uh, in the kit. So but if you want if... to like put together yourself, you'd buy the kit, right? If you yeah. wanted all the parts from them, yeah. And you can only buy the enclosure, of course. But if you want to give yourself a hard time, you can go over uh, on Seed Signer and <laughs> just <laughs> and just buy the parts separately from every separate site that they are including here. I think. Nope, not here. Once. Very, very cool. Well, so what, what do you guys think of, you know, building it yourself versus buying one that's uh, pre-built? I think when you're building it yourself, you are sure that nothing else is assembled with it. Of course, with Monero that time, they are trustable. But if you want extra trust, you can build it yourself. Unless uh, that third party is compromised as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, uh, yeah, hard to... Uh... Like truly open sourced hardware is yes very hard yeah difficult right kind of yeah and and of course if you buy it yourself you'll need to buy uh, the Pi Zero with the GPIO pins installed or you need to have a soldering station for it. How to... much selling the the pre built ones for the the already built uh, one second the assembled ones with the aluminium I think let me see point seven four two x okay. All of yeah. basically ready to go. Wow. Yeah, point seventy four. Or you can buy it as a kit and do the uh, put it together yourself, kind of like a framework, you know, where you can buy a framework DIY yeah. for 
uh, 0.619. In my I opinion, in my opinion, if someone has a uh, 3D printer, I'd recommend buying the parts separately from a different supplier because if you see XMRT USD, then that's 160 USD. For example, for Pi well, Zero. The narrow price. It's, it's like, I don't, it gave you the yeah, chart yeah, yeah. of the narrow, not the yeah. actual. Uh... Of course. So currently, yeah, 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 sorry, 120. So basically, you'd profit maybe 20 or 30 bucks uh, on it if you buy it separately from another website. Of course, now, if, you want to, if you want to donate, then, then I'd recommend buying it from Monero at the time. So how how would you like use this alongside like something like Menaruju or or Cake? I mean, Cake obviously holds you know store your keys on, on the on the device. Menaruju, I know they were working on the. On the you side. mean you mean backing up your coins from Cake, maybe? Yeah, keeping your seeds separate on this device as opposed to. So basically, you know, wallets have QR codes, and the way uh, it has this camera in there. So basically. You scan the QR code that the cake wallet gives you to. No, sorry, you you want to send the money here. So basically, with the cake phone, you scan scan the QR code uh, that's di- displayed on the display here, mm-hmm. and uh, you send it there. Of course, when you are sending uh, XMR from here, you need to have some kind of wireless or wired connection. But uh, the way it works is you scan the QR code with this little camera and it gives you the only send signature for that transaction, which you're going to need to scan on, on a computer. Yeah, someone say, what are you saying? Tux, can you try to explain this a little better? Like uh, for, for complete noobs? So- Oh, about the uh, how the signer works. Um, it's yeah, like, like so. People are used to using Cake, which has their or or Manaruju, which has their keys stored on the device. They want to make a payment. They scan a QR code. They send the Monero. How would this? How, you know, how does the seed signer differentiate? So the the signer generates the TXs locally, basically, and use a series of QR codes sending back and forth between the signer and the um. Well, the signer doesn't have a, a camera on it, does it? I'm thinking about the um. I'm thinking about how the Ananera work while it works. No signer, seat signer has a camera too. Oh, okay, so it is like that, where you the, each device generates QR codes yeah, back and forth to transfer the... data. So instead of like using, like he said using Bluetooth or connecting to USB or using Wi-Fi, it, each device will, uh, like the seed signer, will generate QR codes that get scanned from your device using whatever app will work with the Monero signer to work with that. And then your phone will generate uh, QR codes so that the internet required information like uh, node fees and like, you know, confirmations to nodes will come from your phone and you can scan that on your seed signer so it's just an actual air gapped way to do transactions so basically basically you are scanning qr codes back to back to back from device to device that way you can send a transaction so the we know any are any apps working with this is like does monero would monero or cake function with this at this point I think Moneruju has support for this, but maybe not yeah. quite yet. I know they were working on it. Do I you know think, if they do, Comrade? I think they do, but I don't maybe think does not have support for that yet. Um, you might be able to use Ananera Wallet uh, with it because Ananera Wallet already requires two separate 
Yeah, and another should be able to use it. These wallets have two, but I think they are only Bitcoin wallets. Maybe not. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm this would interact with the Monero wallet. So um, yeah, so basically, so, I'm sure you remember when um, we had some people on talk about Ananero. It it yeah. basically works like that. All right, so we, so but with the dedicated hardware instead of so using so basically old phone. basically the the DIY wallet, the Monero signer gives a QR code, which contains the signature signing, and the phone scans it sends it to the blockchain and sends back the report that amount has been sent and you scan back it onto the Monero signer to be sure to check it. Right. Uh, um, all right. Yeah, it would, it'd be great to have, uh, what's the guy's name? Monero Time jump on at one, some point. But I know he doesn't, uh, he speaks English too well. Yeah, we talked about that. All right. Very, very cool, man. So exciting. We'll, we'll continue to keep an eye on the project. Like I said, I'm just a little unsure of how, like, does it, I, obviously, I don't think you could use it yet with Cake Wallet, right? I don't think you, get, you could use it yet. No, with no not yet, but, um, but maybe, I guess, uh, maybe that, Vic sees this. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that'd, that'd, be very, that'd be very cool. And um, has the team to make it work. Awesome. All right, programming guy. I hope that, I hope that helps. I don't, um, can you not trust a seed generated by Cake? No, you can't. Uh, programming guy is saying... I don't get the point of this. Are you saying that you cannot trust the seed generated by Cake? No, so Cake Wallet doesn't have a feature currently implemented with Monero or Seed Signer. So as Seed Signer and Monero Signer works, uh, you generate the uh, generate the thing that needs to be signed uh, by the Seed Signer or the Monero Signer on the phone, and you scan it with the Monero Signer. You get a QR code back with it that it has been signed and you scan it again with the phone to send it to the blockchain to confirm right. that yeah this has been signed we can send the transaction now from that wallet to the yeah so yep. the can, internet connected device will be doing most of the work but you're using hardware wallet to sign because it's what actually has the actual keys to sign on it that's, right so that's so, just the point of so it so programming guy like yeah you, you know there, there's nothing wrong with cake uh or Manerju using the, those apps uh, to, to hold, you know, hold your Monero and use Monero and the keys are generated on those devices, which is fine. Uh, but something like this moving towards in this direction allows you to generate the keys offline on this device. And then whenever you go to spend or use your Monero, you're signing it from this device, which is air gap. So it's just added security. Yeah. Uh, Monero are you know, uh, apps that are on your phone that are connected to the internet, very secure. But if you want added security, you would keep, you could even go so far as keeping your private seed, your keys off of your, off of those devices on the separate piece of hardware that never touches the internet. Uh, You guys, there's noobs out there that just don't understand this stuff at all. That's what we're trying to explain. Wow is saying, but it's Wi-Fi on it. I'm probably guessing you are speaking about the phone. Yeah, it's Wi-Fi on it, but uh, the sign, signing that the Monero signer sends with a QR code to the phone is only a one-time transaction. So if your phone were compromised, then you'd be only using that one-time transaction, not the whole wallet. Pi Zero, uh, no, Pi Zero doesn't have Wi-Fi. The wireless one has it, but you can disable it uh, permanently. 
Ain't no man. So the software on the phone doesn't have the seed. Yeah. In in this instance, exactly. If Cake were to add this functionality, you could you could have a scenario where you have your your seed for your wallet stored on this offline device that then communicates with your Cake app as needed when you're sending transactions. So basically, if you want to get a Pi Zero, you need to look for one that doesn't have uh, this this chip here. Because this is the Wi-Fi chip. If it doesn't have it, then you have no wireless. If it has it, and you already have it, you need to disable it permanently, which Seed Signer has a guide on it, yeah. on how to. All right, man. Very good. Very good. Thank you so much. We'll continue to talk about these things. Uh, oh, yeah. Go ahead. You got, got some more to say here. Monero stats. Yeah. So basically, the stats, we've increased by approximately 5,000 in block height. Said the hash rate is dropping almost. Yeah. So, I mean, last week it was 2.7. Before that, it was 3.3. Before that, it was 3.5. I don't know what's happening with uh, my miners currently, but mm. we are dropping fast. The transactions, we have a nice little increase by almost, no, not almost, 3,000 here. Oh, and nice. with, with the Monero node count, that's problematic still because Monero.file doesn't provide normal information i think so i will try to contact them if if we cannot see if it can be resolved uh, right we'll we'll leave it at that and uh we're about to talk about nodes in a big way here so continue we'll segue to that thank you so much comrade awesome of course Anytime. Yeah, just a reminder everybody comrade is only like 15 years old uh i think he's doing an amazing job learning this stuff each week and coming out here to report it thank you man i appreciate it I thank you to have this opportunity to learn and give learning information. Sweet. Yeah, thanks for showing uh, the sign. That's awesome. Yep, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it more as things progress. All right. Jumping into guest. Let's do it. The Monerotopia guest segment is sponsored by Cake Wallet. Store, send, receive, and exchange your Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android too. Cake Wallet is open source, and you always control your own keys. All right. All right. Hello, hello. Brindle, what's going on, man? Abdullah, how's it going? Going well. Good. Yeah, you know, I know we, we spoke yesterday, but I guess we, we should pretend we, we didn't, right? Yeah, hey, no, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, thanks for doing this, guys. I, I wanted to bring you guys on um, just so we could give an update to the community on where we're at with the Noto. I've been running this banner on the bottom of the show for the last, you know, couple of months. Uh, we, we talk about it all the time, but I think people were getting a little worried that it was becoming a, a, you know, a stagnant or failing project. That is not the case at all. It's taking longer than expected. Uh, we could get into s- some of the reasons that that is the case, but um, we've taken advantage of the delays and we've used that time to actually add features to the Noto based on what what people have been saying, tweeting out, things like that. Uh, so that's why I wanted to bring you guys on. So th- thank you for jumping on today, guys. Um, Abdullah, I don't know, maybe you, maybe you want to take it away and kind of give us the overview of where we're at with the Noto project? Uh, sure thing. Uh, happy to be here and dive in. I know uh, it's, uh, it's been overdue. Uh, but uh, like you said, it's been uh, a worthwhile uh, wait. We've uh, uh, kind of uh, added a bunch of uh, new features and uh, design as well. And uh, so um, the pilots essentially are the 
we've uh, kind of discarded the old uh, display and we're going to go with uh, a high resolution OLED display um, as well as uh, for Nodo. Um, uh, there was a limitation for the SSD. So um, initially we had announced that we'd go with uh, the latest Gen 4 SSD drives, uh, but uh, the CPU uh, is uh, just about able to take in a maximum of Gen 3 speeds. Um, as uh, an effect of that, we've been able to upgrade Nodo to a default of uh, two terabytes of storage, which you know enables much more, many more years of blockchain support, and of course a lot more versatility uh, out of the box. And uh, yep, a few other things on the software end. Uh, uh, perhaps, uh, Brindle, you want to chip in things like mining? Uh, uh, we've kind of done it in a ways that uh, we've uh, limited the core so that when you are mining on it, uh, on the device, it's not going to take uh, uh, resources away from node functionality. And that was important to us uh, that uh, the thing we designed uh, Node to be is to be a node first and foremost. And so Yes, exactly. Without mining, without we opted the interface of enabling or disabling mining. If you... right, so now it's it's not only just a plug and play node; it's a plug and play miner as well. Exactly. Um, yes, that makes it super easy to mine in the in the most ideal way, which is via P two pool. Um, yes. So you're you're not uh, you know sacrificing your hash power to a pool that that then controls your, your essentially your voting power. Your... Exactly, and we're making sure how good is the tall. mining performance? Because I noticed you guys are using, which is cool. The uh, the Rock Chip 3588, which the Orange Pi uses, eight ARM cores, which is like that's that's pretty awesome. But I imagine it's probably not super powerful for mining because it's pretty low power still, even yeah. though it's decent right, amount right. better than the Raspberry Pi five. Um, yes, uh, I think that's uh, important to point out that this isn't really a dedicated uh, mining machine. It just so happens to have a very small um, hash rate, and the uh, effect on the network is likely to be. Uh, well, collectively, it might be uh, measurable, but uh, individually, I don't think that it's going to have, uh, apart from having a contribution kind of impact, uh, you know, uh, I mean, it's just um, your box standard uh, P2 pool, um, except that uh, uh, we've uh, limited the course to um, on top of, so it's not actually going to be using all of the course to mine, so that further uh, limits the the hash rate, and so uh, at this point, um, uh, it's uh, kind of I guess uh, more of a feel good thing. Uh, but in the long run, uh, I mean, yeah, every little bit helps, of course, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, H Howard Chu is mining mining Monero on his uh, his car stereo, yeah, car radio, right? Right here we are. We're providing people these plug-and-play devices, which is first and foremost a node, a very easy way to run a full dedicated node that then you can then rely on as a user to use Monero in the most secure and private way possible, right? So you can easily link up your your, your Cake Wallet or your Monero Uju to um, uh, use this home node that you're running, right? Exactly. And that's 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 the most secure way to use Monero. And you basically don't, have, you don't even have to think about it, right? Right. You don't have to think about it. And you know, you're, you're also not only are you adding security and privacy to the way you personally use Monero, but you're adding security to the network by providing another node 
for exactly. other users to rely on. Um, and so it just makes it super simple to get that up and running. And we think that's that's really the the value proposition of the Noto to put a musket in everybody's home, uh, a way to reliably run a node, and it makes it much more difficult to sh- essentially shut down the network and stop people from using Monero if you have nodes running all over the world. So we're, we're trying to solve that problem first and foremost. But if we're going to have these boxes sitting on everybody's desks or in their homes, uh, we were thinking, you know, and this has always been the thought, what else can we add to it that can contribute to the, the goal of helping Monero? Uh, mm-hmm. So why not have it also mining Monero in the background? Is it, an, is it built to be an ideal miner? Absolutely not. There's there's much better ways to mine Monero, uh, you know, building a you know some kind of CPU or getting you know s- certain chips that would that would do that better. But why not run it in the background as long as it's not degrading your node in any way? So exactly, uh, that's what Abdullah and Brindle uh, have figured out a way to simply add P2 pool mining, have it mining in the background where it's not over time uh, destroying the hardware in any way that's dedicated towards running the node full time. Yeah, and you should look at the scale of things too, right? Because it's not just one node that's mining. We'll probably have dozens, if not hundreds, that would be nice. You know, uh, all mining, all contributing to P2 pool, so... And it's silly, right? If we're talking about uh, having your refrigerator potentially mine Monero one day, <laughs> why, why wouldn't your node mine it, right? Why wouldn't your Monero? Yeah, and node like ten thousand people buy that, even though it's very little. That's ten thousand more individual miners that are helping to centralize the network. Right. Exactly. Uh, and now we have we have some other things as well. So we've um, Abdul. I'm sorry, I was reading comments. I might have missed. I don't know if you mentioned it, but the the larger screen. Did you get Did you get into that yet? Did you mention that? Um, yep, uh, I, I do have a couple of renders, uh, very basic uh, design uh, concept level. Uh, but uh, yeah, we could. I could probably just uh, yeah. See if you could that. show that. So this, so this other major improvement was we upgraded the screen on the Noto, um, making it. Uh, the reason we did that is because once again, if these things are going to be sitting on your desk. We want them to be as usable as possible. So now mm-hmm. this screen becomes something that you can that you can look at, like an old school clock sitting on your desk, and it will um, be streaming Monero related content, kind of in a in a carousel in a carousel yeah, way, so like a, like a screensaver slideshow kind of thing, yeah. right? Um, showing the latest Monero news. So we're tapping into RSS feeds. Brindle, I don't know if you want to if you want to explain. You know the functionality of what that's going to look like. We're calling it uh, yeah. a narrow news. We, we're we're, uh, we're still kind of like the, the design of the news is still a little bit up in the air. But what we're looking at is uh, probably like uh, taking the news feed of like uh, you know curate, curated news feeds like getmonero.org, uh, Revue Monero, to name a few, um, uh, Monero Observer mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, yeah. take, taking yeah. like a, a, an image from the news uh, as like a background with a nice uh, headline as you know the title of the news. And you can scroll with your finger to uh, to read the the description and everything, and you can swipe left and right for other articles. And we might also add like other uh, interesting uh, news, like you know the the current price or the current hash rate, the current uh, transaction count, that kind of stuff. So you get like kind of like a live overview of what's going on in Monero Land, so to speak. Wow, so that's... is that the updated design on the left? Yeah, yes. on the left. Yes. Oh wow, that's a much. That's a very big difference. Yeah. So much, much bigger screen. Way we're bigger. figuring like, you know, because we, we were talking about all these things we wanted to do. And we're like, well, wh- why are we trying to do it with this smaller screen? Um, 
you know, that's going to replace my iPad. I'm just going to carry that around. With me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, it, that being said, this thing is, isn't meant to be super interactive, right? You're not like uh, going to be, you know, using it to to really browse the internet, but as it's sitting there on your desk, you can look at it or hanging on your wall. We're going to make it, you know, make it easy, potentially, you know, hang it on your wall if you want. It will just show Monero, Monero stats. So there'll be little, little check boxes where you'll be able to say, all right, I want to get uh, Monero stat related information. I want to get daily Monero daily news related information, whatever it is. And then that will be coming across your Monero node on a daily basis. As it's running a dedicated node, and as it's in the background uh, mining Monero via P2 pool, so that 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 is the current direction of the Nodo. Um, Brindle, am I leaving anything out there? No, no, you're definitely not. That's uh, that's the idea. I'm assuming <clears throat> that uh, it's just going to be running something like Debian, and you guys have some custom software that boots up uh, an interface to give you. Uh, operations and things you can do like you talked about the news and being that's able to exactly right yes. off with the, cool that's yeah, pretty yeah. awesome we just plan to um uh, i just want to point out a few of the the kind of uh major changes here uh the of, of course the newer one on the bottom um this uh, just to show off the difference in um size compared to the old display which was a 2.8 inch and of course uh very limited resolution as well so uh, it was basically just to get uh, a very bog standard uh, and uh, I would say cramped version of uh, the user interface, the settings. Uh, but now uh, uh, we've got a 5.5 inch and this one's uh, in, uh, in OLED, not a TFT. So uh, it's going to be really uh, uh, sharp and give that perfect contrast ratio for images and also the, the interface when we um, uh, plug, get that plugged in. And uh, overall, the dimensions haven't changed that all that much. It's more of an effect of filling out the the edges or the top bezel uh, in the previous one. So uh, yeah, the overall dimensions are going to be slightly larger, but uh, thickness is the same. And uh, uh, yeah, just kind of a little bit uh, recessed uh, the display inside. And of course, when you kind of sit sit it up vertically on the bottom face. Uh, in this case, uh, so it can nicely hang, and that ties in nicely with the with the news, or rather the the carousel feature, the slideshow mm-hmm. feature. Which uh, on the back end, we thought that RSS would be su- sufficiently lightweight um, and also uh, content rich to be able to deliver a nicely curated feed of uh, Monero related uh, highlights. Um, you know, while it's not uh, showing you s- your settings and uh, your uh, mining and uh, uh, stats. Yeah, so like, like, a screen, like a screen saver, right? So when you're not using it, you got a little, like, something going on in the background. And, of course, right. there's also going to be the option to turn it off if you don't like it. Like, it's it's all optional. Um, yep. And also, uh, I- the resolution also supports that. So this is a full HD, so a 1920 by 10, 1080 resolution so a full hd resolution display and yeah we're using and is uh, it oled it's oled yes yes it's very an OLED. nice very nice that was important to because uh, i'm not sure if uh, um i should get into that but uh traditionally displays have yeah more power efficient mm-hmm. and also the blacks are you know perfect blacks that in that uh, oled have this ability to switch off individual pixels and so when you're looking at a black screen it 
it definitely is black. You don't have this sheen of backlight, which traditional TFT displays had. And yeah. that was kind of uh, the, the challenge to get the uh, display to fit and also the connections on the back end. So we had to kind of uh, go back with the chipset and uh, modify the socket that this uh, higher resolution would need to support. So we needed a not to get too technical, but a MIPI interface, that's an MIPI, and that runs over uh, kind of an HDMI interface on the internally. And so, yep, we, uh, it really is a significant uh, uh, user experience uh, difference in uh, not just accessibility for your functionality, being able to modify and, you know, the keyboard entering your address and things on the fly, but also uh, for usability purposes we are able to fit in new kinds of uh features um yeah yeah kind so, of further value add on top of you know what it does automatically in the background yeah so you can access settings through uh, through the browser but you can also do uh, if you quickly want to change whatever yeah that's um, that's that's awesome yes any yeah. android user will appreciate that it's oled and uh what kind yeah, of um like what what are you guys using to build the uh, the custom software? Is it like a, some management UI? Are you going to use something that already exists? Uh, we're going to... You want to bring up? Yeah, bring it up. Um, Sihan is the guy that's building it. We don't have him on right now, sadly. From uh, We're going to uh, use uh, QT. Yeah, QT. is an open source interface yep. uh, framework that, uh, that we're sufficiently happy with that can kind of... Um, yep. Uh, yeah, so the... Plug, plug everything in, uh, including our... Do you want to share the the web UI? We could we could show that. Um, Ooh, I I think uh, Abdullah has that already. Okay. Sure. Um, well, just um, also just real quick, I, I saw a comment that you can also do this with a Pi, which is true. I mean, you've got Pi Node XMR, for example. Uh, but this is a lot more powerful that, than a Pi. Yeah, the hardware that we're using uh, it's a single board computer that is one of the few, as far as I know, that has hardware AES support, so hardware encryption support which greatly increases uh, the performance of Monerity. Um, I should also point out here, uh, sorry to interrupt, but no, uh, go ahead. regarding mining, mining was originally part and still is part of uh, Pinode XMR. Um, and so what we've just kind of reintroduced it and tweaked it a little bit for um, just, um, uh, just so that it fits in with our interface. Um, I think Pinode also added a really neat feature as well, which we're, we're not going with the atomic swaps for many reasons. We can get into those, but uh, yeah, just since uh, Pinode came up, I thought I'd uh, mention right, that. Right, right, well. yeah, yeah. We'll note that the uh, the new Raspberry Pi 5 also does support AES. It has a rock chip chip that's similar to the Nodo one, but the Nodo one is still way more powerful because it's literally got double the cores. And what, yeah, what board are you guys using? Is it like a, an orange pie or is it even more custom one? Because I noticed the orange pies use that exact rock chip and they have 2.5 gigalands. The processor is, is the same uh, and the RAM is the same. Um, we've got 16 gigabytes of it. And uh, But yeah, everything else is, is is pure custom the PCB the and so you actually worked with some vendor to uh, get yes. these from like China or yeah. something? Yeah, which yeah. is part yeah, of the yeah. reason for the the delay. <laughs> that's super awesome to people who don't understand. That's a, that's like a huge value that they yeah. went through and it's, it's really tweaked exactly what work. you get for this. That's like very time consuming and costly. At an right. <laughs> this isn't this isn't off the shelf stuff that we're just putting into a box. Uh, Abdullah has worked on this for I think we're approaching like two years now. 
Um, and, you know, Brent, wow. Brent has been helping out for, I think, at least a year now. Um, and, Close to a year, yes. Yeah, we, we had Arctic Mine consult us uh, at portions of this to help come up with the most ideal design. And then, yeah, uh, Abdul has been working with, I call him, we call him Charlie, working with Charlie, who's our, who's our guy who communicates with China to essentially get these things custom made and fabricated um, for design for the purposes of best running a Monero node plug and play device. So, yeah, oh, this keeping is that like, in mind, this is a really, really good value because, like, if you compare this to, especially with it comes with this big, massive screen on it, especially when you compare it to other, there's a lot of companies that make uh, easy home lab hardware like Umbral Start 9 and they sell some interesting products, but they're either same price which, with much worse hardware or they're way more expensive with yeah, I've seen that same too. or less hardware. So, this is actually a really good value. And the one potential downside, if you like, oh, you just stuff on it, is that it's ARM. But there's a lot of things that support ARM now, and ARM is much more efficient. So this will be good for people who are in countries where electricity is very expensive. This is going to be yeah. extremely cheap to run. Yep, very power efficient. And uh, the display ties into that. Or being OLED, it's it, it's not going to take a lot of energy to run uh, you know, with the limited pixels it has to render. Yep, it's, and all power goes in through uh, USB-C, which means it's very easy to plug in. And uh, the connection is not this big, bulky uh, barrel jack. I think we saw previously, but I think Barry was mentioning again, uh, just because of the sheer complexity of the of all the parts uh, working together, because uh, not only do we have the SSD, but there's uh, EMMC storage on board. Um, that kind of uh, maintains uh, uh, the ability to run our recovery process in case things uh, go wrong. Yeah, yeah, the blockchain. The, the SSD is used entirely for the blockchain. If there's something wrong, you can easily purge it or you can run like uh, file system checks, etc. Yeah, I mean, big deal that it's not PCIe 4.0. 3.0 for this is like way, it's it's probably, you know, more than way more than good enough for that. Yeah, exactly. And I, I appreciate the fact that there's a 2.5 gig LAN because a lot of things come with that now. So I've been smoothing my entire infrastructure over to 2.5 and mm. 5 and 10 gig. Right. Uh, essentially, the specification is something that uh, Francisco and I worked on as well as... Uh, and then it's it kind of goes uh, back and forth uh, with, uh, I would say, schematic and uh, fabrication teams. Um, and that's where the kind of where the really nuts and bolts really come in. Um, and uh, But uh, we're excited because uh, uh, there, there is uh, 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 truly nothing that exists on the market with this unique specification. And uh, honestly, the display is something that we're doing. Um, but the chipset in itself, without the display, it can work perfectly well from a command line as well. Uh, and this is just something we're doing for the added convenience. And uh, I hope that you know, uh, kind of yeah, and value add a little bit and make it also easier for to the use. for the more tech savvy. It's possible to just flash your own Linux on it and use it for li literally anything you want. Like it's it's not yeah. it's not locked well, down well, to running Monero D and nothing else. You can use you you can do whatever with it. So it, like if you want a free and open source, you're buying iPad. a computer basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's a block. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, technically you could use it like that if you wanted to. You could probably kill someone with it if you throw it hard enough. Yeah, but that's not, not what it's advertised for. <laughs> Just don't throw it at me. Um, <laughs> Abdullah, you want to you show the web UI? Um, no, this is, it's not about the minute. I was reading the... Uh, well, it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, we can... Uh, not much uh, change there. Uh, 
there's a few extra menus and a bit more uh yeah, just bring it up people may you know may be seeing this for the first time if you true, bring true. it up yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's very simple but basically you can uh you can set custom uh like what's it called peers uh, wait can... i don't see it we were you able to bring it up oh, my bad <laughs> yeah. uh, well i've got some old ones uh of course uh we've since um refined a bit further but yeah, this actually changed quite a bit. It's I think I have one with the uh, price sticker as well. Yep, there it is. So this is, uh, of course, uh, this is the web uh, on the web, and yep. uh, this is just a screen grab and uh, kind of a mock-up because uh, on the right you could probably see the uh, new price sticker, which is going to be fixed on the primary menu and uh, date and time. And then so, uh, on the top we have the primary menu, all the uh, can you yeah, can you zoom in a little bit? Um, yeah, yeah, that's much better. Yeah, so at, at the top, what, what's missing right now is of course the the minor tab for uh, changing the minor settings. Uh, here you can you can change yeah. the clearnet. Uh, you can get the the local IP, which show automatically. At the bottom, I, I know it shows a little connection error that's on my end, but basically that's where it will show the QR code, so you can scan it with your wallet and add the node. Uh, which currently Cake yeah, Wallet this supports. This little box over here on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, that, that would be the QR code. your QR code. So if you want to yes. quick connect with your wallet, that's, yeah, go so on. You, you can turn on uh, Tor connections so people can connect to the wallet uh, via a Tor uh, Onion link. Uh, you can also set it so that the device uh, entirely works over Tor. Want a little oh, privacy. and I2P, awesome. There's also yeah. I2P support, yeah. yes. So you could connect to the node via I2P. Uh, from what I know, the performance is not amazing, but... There, there's definitely people that would want some, me included. Yeah, uh, Brit, if you want to just keep explaining the the, uh, the menu items, just so. Yeah, so basically, th this is um, partly information for if you want to connect, and partly you can add a peer, like another wallet, or sorry, another node that, that runs on I2P. You can add it here as a peer, and it'll use that as, as like a primary to, to get blockchain. Same thing with Tor, same thing with ClearNet. Um, and again, the, the, the box at the bottom left is for uh, a little QR code would show there. You can scan with your wallet to set it to the Nodo. For we might just uh, switch that out with uh, a button. So you press the button and then the QR code shows up because uh, potential. Well, yeah, the, the, the idea is you've got this open on your on your laptop on your computer and you can scan it with your phone. So that, that would work. Right. And you instantly have your your yeah your, your wallet on your phone now connected to to the node that you're running on your Nodo. Yes. Can, um, you, can you go to the, the node tab? I don't know. If... Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So here you can set it to a private node if you want to, so that only you and friends can connect. Uh, the port here isn't showing. That's old, old screenshot, but it still applies. Uh, you, you can set the uh, the primary port for RPC connection. You can also disable prime, uh, private node if you just let anybody connect. Uh, you can set bandwidth uh, um, throttling if you want. Um, and then the device tab. Yes. Here, here you can yeah, here you can set Wi-Fi settings so it can connect to your home network. Uh, Ethernet settings. Um, we thought it might be important to have manual settings if you need them. Some people do, and so it's there if you need it. And you just yeah, I think turn off automatic. Uh, those these grayed out fields with terms editable. Yeah, if you turn off automatic, you can set these settings yourself. Awesome. This was I think an idea of Arctic Mind, and of course you know you can uh, recover the blockchain if something went wrong. If, if something isn't working, you can just hit recovery. Uh, you can also uh, restart the node or shut it down. There's also a button on the thing. Uh, and then we might add a few more things here, like uh, you know, ability to um, modify your feeds in the news feed and things. Of yes, the yeah. The the, the news thing is also not shown here. A software update. Yeah. Uh, updating is done automatically, uh, which we we might make it manual. But I thought auto updates would be the. 
Um, probably also an important detail, it'll build Monero D and all the other components uh, from source so that it is actually wow. oh, that's built awesome. for the ARM. Yeah, I thought that was a good idea. How will the updates for the uh, the custom interface and the, the web app come in? Is that just going to come on through the standard package manager or like? Uh, no, that's, well, I mean, it's, it's, it runs partially on Python, but those are all automatically. Uh, the, the source itself for the web UI and uh, the, the installer script and everything is also on GitHub. So it'll also pull them from that repo. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, another thing that we haven't yet mentioned is the Light Wallet server, which is now also yeah. completely functional. Uh, you can change, like, you can, uh, for Light Wallets, you can request your account, your not account, your wallet being added. Uh, you can handle all the requests here. You can activate them, deactivate them. Uh, it'll, it'll show the scan height for that wallet. Uh, you, you can also uh, delete it if you so wish, or you can manually add an account if that's easy. Yeah, we should just uh, quickly explain, like, what, what, uh, for people, yeah, so, you know, uh, they even understand what, what what a light wallet is versus just how they're traditionally perhaps using. Uh, so Monero. the idea of a light wallet is that uh, you basically sacrifice your view key, uh, like my Monero, for example, is one that does it. You sacrifice your view key so that the, uh, a service can constantly scan for new blocks that are related to your wallet uh, for you. Uh, this by itself has some privacy implications because, of course, the, that service can then see your incoming transactions and can also... I believe semi-reliably determine outgoing transactions. So there, there's some privacy implications there. Um, so our, our idea was like, hey, you have a node anyway, why not run the Light Wallet server on there so that, you know, it, it's under your own control. Okay, that's awesome. And so, so yeah, when you're, yeah when, when you're out and about and you've got the Light Wallet on your phone, you'll also, you're, you'll always instantly have uh, your balance and the ability to spend. So you don't have to stand at the, at the counter waiting 10 minutes for the, the remaining 500 blocks awkwardly looking behind you. So... Uh, that, that's the idea of adding. Yeah, that, I mean, this, this is one of the, the, the things we were most excited about initially with the Nodo, right? So not just you're not just running a reliable, dedicated node, but now it's also acting as this light wallet server uh, for noobs, right? So yes. like th this has always been possible. More advanced users were able to figure this out, do it on their own. But now yeah. you can be a computer, all you need all you need to do is figure out how to you know add add your your view key to to the Nodo. And submit yes. it. Uh, it's it's a simple setting in my Monero itself. Device. You can change the, the the URL to the Light Wallet server in my Monero to be IP of the the Nodo device you're set. Right, Is and now whenever, the whenever only, you um... open up, uh, whenever you open up that that my Monero wallet, it's going to be instantaneous, right? Yeah, take like three seconds and boom, you've got your balance. Yes. Is my Monero the only uh, wallet that currently supports? Um... Like as wallet. far as I know, it's the only wallet, but I'm pretty sure there there, there should be. Uh, no, there's um, what's the other one? Is it X? No, I forget the. Uh... Oh, Edge maybe Edge wallet. Edge, Edge, Edge. Yeah. edge. Well, there you go. Well, th th those two at least. There's there's probably more. I, I wish Monero would. I don't yeah, I think it's... I think we'll get Cake and Monero to to maybe uh you know add these features as well. Uh, that that's the goal. Um, that would be awesome be if Cake had. Finger. Yeah. That would be, oh yeah, dude, I'm all with you. That'd be amazing. You know, and Cake has kind of gone around solving the problem by having background sync, right? Um, but yeah, which still not as as instant. I know it's it, it, it's a bit of a pain point, but that's that's just the case with phones. It is what it is. And then also we have a block explorer for people who want to. Um, if you can go to that screenshot for people that want to check transactions, yeah. and of course uses the 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 blockchain on the device uh, to show transactions, and uh, you can also 
it's, it's basically the same as xmrchain.net, I believe, but it's we've got a little custom interface for it and it's completely on the device. It's yeah, let me see if I can uh, pull that up uh, real quick. There's also been a lot of changes to, to the interface and making it actually functional. Um, but yeah, we're happy to report that uh, functionally, at least on our test uh, rig, which is based on the old uh, processor, the T4. Uh, Yep, at least on uh, the functionality side, the test is very positive, things are stable. Yeah. And once we get the new chipset fabricated, which uh, probably, will probably begin in the next few weeks, along with the finalization of the, you know, the design um, of the enclosure, um, it, it, it would work out of, uh, you know, we, we, we're gonna test the new chipset with the, with the mining stuff and uh, all these programs. So this is a collection of Monero D, XM rig, and uh, what else? The Light Wallet server, for example, and a lot of processes, uh, the auto update, for example. Um, and so this this is all very finely tuned, uh, I would say. And uh, that's why it kind of necessitated its own project uh, because it, it became its own thing, separate from uh, the starting point, which was uh, Pinotix. Uh, which does have a lot of these features, the like wallet server and being able to support nodes. But again, that uh, it it serves a different kind of hardware stack. Uh, it supports all kinds essentially, and it's uh, it's very uh, step by step. It has a menu interface where you can install whatever you want uh, on pretty much anything, uh, including Raspberry Pis. And so it's really a fantastic project. And uh, since then, we've just kind of uh, taken that idea and ran with it. Custom hardware, custom software as well. Um, nothing, you know, very superfluous at all. Um, and so a very lightweight package that uh, that has a lot of overhead uh, for future uh, uh, use, I would say. So now with the two terabyte uh, hard disk, uh, I would say, uh, what we were planning for five years, I mean, at least for storage, uh, assuming the chipset goes that long, and there's no reason to believe otherwise, but this would extend it to eight or maybe even, yeah, that at a stretch, yeah, of blockchain support. So that's really something that uh, we're very excited about as well. And of course, you can upgrade the storage in the future. Is that what size M.2 NVMe is that? Is that the, is that the standard 2280? The full size, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. That, that makes it extremely cheap <laughs> to upgrade in the, especially in the future. Yep. So I, I saw I saw a comment um, by Hundahausen. Uh, will it support WireGuard VPN? I don't think that's even a bad idea to add. Uh, as far as I know, it's pretty easy to use WireGuard, and it's um, should be easy to add it to the UI as well. Um, I would definitely consider it. Yeah. Cool. Write that yeah, down. We, yeah, <laughs> write that down. <laughs> Um, all right, so I, I think we can we'll, we'll wrap it up here, guys. You go to MoneroNodo.com uh, and pre-order one. We have a, a bunch of pre-orders already. Uh, so you buy a box and it's just a note. No, no, that's yeah. not not at all what it is. We've just been explaining that's not what Somebody it is. Somebody has not been listening and is just trolling. Uh, yeah, I know, but... now, which is unfortunate. I do no, like Monero though. Just saying, yeah. I do like Monero. It's a great. Coin. I, I did, but no longer. Uh, I no longer. <laughs> it lost its wow effect. Yeah, so, so sell all your wow. Um, <laughs> uh, no, guys, it's it's much more than that, right? And it's especially much more for, than that, especially for the noobs, right? This is an easy way to run Monero and use Monero in the most ideal way possible, especially with the light wild server that we have going that we have integrated onto this. 
you're going to be walking around with your your light wallet on your phone. It's going to be instantaneous when you're using your Monero, and you know that you're connecting to your own private and secure node. There's nobody peeking in, potentially gaining information about you. Um, there's no worry that you're connecting to, um, you know, a uh, compromised node or something. That's yeah, exactly. Right, and so that that's what it's all about. And you're it's- securing the network. Yeah, it's about um, your own hosting your own node. If we could just if we could just end it here with perhaps Abdullah, do you want to kind of set set the expectations for when these things will actually be delivered? I know it's we always say it begrudgingly because uh, there's there's some unknowns in dealing with the fabrication, but I think we could confidently say by the new year we'll be shipping these out to those that have that have pre purchased or will be pre purchasing. Yeah, well, the timeline for, for manufacturing is four to six weeks, and then we might need a week uh, after that to uh, test on the new hardware, uh, ensure the display and everything works as expected, and the functionality tests as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, um, assuming that uh, kicks off uh, at the end of uh, next week, we should be on schedule for um, end-of-year uh, uh, delivery, yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on, of course, uh, simultaneously. And uh, with uh, deliveries, there's going to be a whole new bunch of things like uh, logistics and uh, packaging of this nature. But, uh, yep, uh, we'll ensure we pull through as quickly as possible. And there are no unnecessary delay, uh, delays. Uh, the good thing is that uh, the hardware is pretty much locked in. There was a short delay, as we mentioned, uh, with the display kind of sourcing that, uh, getting uh, that uh, at a uh, a consistent supply because we didn't want to run out um, in the future. And so in, in the, kind of revising the display uh, uh, with the new case and uh, everything that goes with that, the connection to the chipset and the fixture inside the enclosure and so on, um, uh, it's it's been worthwhile, I would say, because uh, the new uh, display and uh, really adds a lot of uh, functionality and uh, flexibility as well uh, yeah like we talked about uh, you could potentially run your own linux or whatever desktop you wish to yeah uh, on it and so uh, as a node it's really going to be really very fast and lightweight and uh, uh, hopefully um, endure the test of uh, time so, all right. Uh, real quick to Robio and chat. It's not all in Python. Only the web UI is in Python. The rest is written in uh, Bash script, which is mostly just automation scripts uh, to, to handle all the all the services. Which it, it, it's yeah. I mean, it, it's just Monero D, Light Wallet Server, Block Explorer, etc. Uh, the display is going to be written in C plus plus as a framework. Right. All right, guys. Awesome. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. We'll leave it at that. We'll probably have another update uh, as we approach. I don't know, uh, mid-December, maybe we'll have Charlie come on as well. He could give us some insight into tech. And then hopefully at that point, maybe we'll even be able to like sh- show the, the sample of one of these before they before we start shipping them out. Um, and yeah, the Founders Edition, it's just you could get it in Monero Orange. These photos, as you're seeing here, they don't actually reflect what it's going to look like now with the much larger screen. So we'll be updating all that. Uh, but I think we have around... 15 or 10 of the founders editions left um so only the first 50 orders will be the founders edition so if you want that you got to grab that and yeah we'll leave it at that thank you so much guys i know you've put a ton of work into this it's been a, yeah, it's been a long journey 
Um, it's a very exciting project. And it's, it's never going to be 100% completed, guys. I mean, we'll be shipping these out, and then we're going to continue to iterate and improve the Noto uh, as, we, as we go, you know, with adding adding new features. Uh, it's exciting. Thank you, guys. And any last words? Brindle, uh, Abdul, I don't know if there's anything else you want to leave with. Uh, nothing to add. I'd like to stick around on the show if it's... Uh, yeah, please do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you guys can both stick around, and we'll move on to... I guess let's do, let's run viewers on stage. Get anybody else up here that wants yeah, to... Martian up. on stage. All right, let's do it. It's the viewers on stage segment. It's that time where we invite you, the viewers, up on stage to comment on anything you've heard so far today, ask the guest a question, or maybe talk about one of the news topics. Come on down. Come you on know down. the drill. Let me know in the private chat if you want to come up. Hey, I'm here. Oh, I'm you here. Come on. What's up, man? <laughs> oh, you're, come on. you're live, man. Wow. Now it's going to get good. Now it's going to get really good. <laughs> and so here's my question for you. Um, is that um, And people say things like, New York is too far gone. And I say things like, New York is the only place to be. So what do you think the chances are that we can have a brick and mortar store in NYC, a freedom town? I'm asking you. Yeah, uh, we yeah we've spoken about this uh, before. No, and we have. Now, now I'm asking oh, yeah. again, and like live. Okay, because okay. you know what? There's no secrets about this. Why should there be? No, absolutely no secrets. There's no. Well, I mean, there there are secrets. There's there. secrets, but why you should like, there be like, secrets about this? Um, no, I'm not being secretive. <laughs> um, I think it's a great idea. We just need to we need to flesh it out. Uh, we're we're talking about trying to have a. A physical. Pre- we're talking about having a physical presence here in New York City. I mean, it could be anywhere in the world. Yes. Uh, but we're thinking New York could be the place. A physical presence for Monero, freedom-loving folk, cypherpunks, those that are getting into the movement. Sure. To, come, sure. to come find us, come talk to each other, create the community in the real world, maybe sip on some gratuitous coffee as we... Uh, you know, plot and plan on how to how to grow Monero. I mean, I obviously think it's a fantastic concept. Um, as just as you know, I have quite a bit on my plate, so uh, I'm totally sure. down for trying to make it happen. But uh, people, what, what are you thinking, Dean Martian? If, if, so people that don't know us know that we're we're both very friendly with one another, and so I'm trying to pick a fight with him right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to get a little, a little I'm trying to aggravate you. I'm trying, but not in a bad way. I'm easily yeah. aggravated, very easily aggravated, but not by you, man. You just can't. This, no, you're not. not trying to aggravate me. Try to aggravate me. No, you, you, you aggravate me if you you'll tell me something that's not really smart, but you don't say things that aren't really smart all the time. So, yeah, yeah no, so I, I think it's a great idea, man. Um, we just got to. So let me. Here. No, I don't think I don't think you do. I actually don't think you do because because I think that New York is a place to be. And I think that you've talked to people and you, you've come down to the conclusion that it just it won't work out in NYC. But no, I think NYC is still the place to be. No, not at all. I want to. Why not? I'm not leaving New York anytime soon um, because of the connections, the roots I have here. So I'm I'm here. I'm invested. I need I need something like this to happen here. So no, you know you're wrong. I'm completely dedicated to that to that concept. So uh, what would it look like? What would that concept look like? In your mind, for me, it looks like it looks like a it looks like a cafe uh, where people come, they hang out, they they 
they drink their their coffee. They buy their their eggs for Monero. We have other vendors that sh- come right, and show yeah. up and sell sell things for Monero. Basically, a um, a mar- a, Monero, a a living Monero marketplace, right? A, a Monero town square, a physical Monero town square. I got what you, I got what you need. I've been actually playing with a proof of concept Monero menu for a physical store location. That okay. would take that would take what what would happen is it's just a web page, and so what it does is it takes the current Monero price, and then you give it say like twenty items. You give it a name, you give it a price, and then it automatically calc like you give it the price in fiat, and then it automatically gives the price calculates the price in Monero, and then displays that on like a website. So you just go to this website, um, and it's like uh, hamburger one hundred point three uh, millenero. And I've I've said it in Millenero, so it's like uh or like drink uh, drink ten Millenero ten MXMR. Yeah, that's reasonable price. Yeah, Millenaros for hamburgers. So wait, yeah, what are you trying to tell us? I'm just saying that if you're gonna if you're gonna make a if you're gonna make a cafe, you can use this you can use this thing I've been working on. So like you can be like a cup of gratuitous you know gratuitous cup, um, and then give the price or whatever in Millenero. Yeah, I've yeah. I've I've had- Great time with with gratuitas. I, no, I'm a, I'm a coffee snob, by the way, and I've had only gratuitas for like a whole almost a whole year because I have a subscription to gratuitas. And let me tell you, it's like I don't get paid to say any of this, but gratuitas is good fucking coffee, and we get to pay our tip our our, our farmers and everything. And I love it. I can love yep, that I, shit. I I, uh, use, I I buy gratuitous uh, every month. Ian is saying Parallelity Polis exists. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's a beautiful place. So we, we kind of want to iterate on that and create a version of that in New York City. That, that's the best way to explain it for anybody who's familiar with uh, Parallel Polis in uh, Prague, which is where the last MoneroCon was. And it's, it's a center for cypherpunks to come and hang out. They have meetups there. They have conferences there. We're thinking... In spite of New York being a uh, approaching what is a, a you know a, a dystopian nightmare, we want to we want to create a Monerotopia there, Monero, right? People, but, you know, but who has Monero in New York? Who's going to spend Monero in New York? I know what uh, I'd say, I'd say I California and uh, California and New York are probably the worst two places in the U.S. to try to do that. <laughs> well, for what reason? I mean, it's perfectly legal to to. To to spend Monero here and accept oh it's Monero. legal it's legal to spend it but um, unless you're going to get it on local Monero you can't get it on any exchanges basically because the, the the darn bit license they've That's basically fine. done they've basically done everything they can to kill Monero in New York they haven't succeeded yeah. of course but they're they've tried yeah no no uh, trust me I, I'm familiar with that uh, I mean that's that's but the, you know, the, there's a silver lining there, right? So it's forcing people to use Monero in the most ideal way possible here in New York, right? Even, so even even with local Monero, though, I've heard of sellers that like you can say, "I want to buy Monero for cash," and if you have a New York address, they won't even they won't accept you, even on local Monero. Yeah, so here's my solution. But that's is part that, of the problem. That's problem part of the problem that this center would solve, right? So this is also a place where you go to meet people to purchase Monero for cash, right? To trade peer to peer, not as a, not as a, not as a money exchanger, but where you're meeting other people that uh, are into Monero and whether you're selling them goods and services for Monero, or you're looking to purchase goods and services for Monero, or you're looking to exchange 
uh, dollars into Monero or Monero into dollars, you know, all that can can be tied into this Monero town square. Basically, XMR bizarre in the real world. So, but, Doug, yeah. I'm, I'm going to turn off my little like 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 being mean against you for a second and give. It. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to tell you: is that um, Vic has come up with a good way of giving gift cards that are discounted for you know versus things. And the reason why I presume, actually, I don't know if this is true, but because we all pay a tax, another tax every time we go to any store, any place, because uh, using credit cards has been so commonplace that people just include the charge, the extra tax onto the charge. And so that's that's the way it goes. And some places, it, it might, it's not every place, but some places give you a discount if you pay with cash. It might be up to you know, five five percent. I mean, I've, I've seen lots of places that give five percent. I would give more, but but if you go to big things and the gift cards, like, like are you talking about cake pay? And so what what I got to tell you is that I can go say if you take Monero, I will come back to you each week, or or not maybe every week, but every. Every time that you get cash, every time you get someone to pay with Monero, I will come to you that week and I'll give you cash. That's the start. And, and, and guess what? I make a little money too because I get that discount. So now we've created a viable economy for someone to just go around telling people to take Monero and getting the money back from the, from the, the, the unnecessary tax that they've all imposed upon us and we've all accepted but we don't need to accept anymore. We don't need to do that. We can we can choose a better way. I, I wanted about, to chime uh, in on this. Too. Is that what we're talking uh, about? First um, off, how do I sound right now, real quick? Because Mike is on fine. Okay. Like orchestra singer. So, <laughs> they, well, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> they, um, the oh, first thing I was going to say is. Uh, D Martian, as always, has tapped into some next level shit here because <laughs> we we already know that the price of commercial real estate and rental properties in New York is absolutely insanely overvalued and is doomed to plunge into the abyss. And that would be the most unbelievably prescient time to get yourself in and get a contract negotiated where your lease agreement stays the same no matter who picks up the property. Um, Because that's going to be looked at as an asset to cover some of the losses if uh, it were to change hands for some reason. Um, And then the second thing that I would point out is um, we've already seen uh, through whatever wizardry it is that that Doug does here that this show is growing rapidly. I, I mean, three hours is never enough, right? It's like literally never enough. There would there would be an incredible incentive to set up a studio with ease of access to a major international airport, and you know something uh-huh. where it's not super hard to you know find a, a hotel or an Airbnb or whatever. Um, yeah. And the other thing is, you could cover a tremendous amount of your costs by making a studio available with like rental slots that's in, you know, a public cafe, but it has sound booths, right? So you can kind of, for the purposes of the show, you can dampen the noise significantly or whatever, but there's a lively and interesting crowd in the background. And if, if anybody out there is wondering whether or not this works, the most God awful and boring shows in the entire world, like the morning news shows that they run internationally for like, you know, Fox and Friends are just this absolute trash. 
they do it in front of a window on the streets of New York for a reason. And it's because it adds a whole, there's a huge segment of the population that loves people watching. And I've been to a lot of shows and conferences in my life, and there is almost nothing in the world more interesting than the Monero crowd, right? They're always bleeding edge. They're always thinking outside of the box. People absolutely love the the social atmosphere that comes out or around with a bunch of cypherpunks. And, you know, one guy, I mean, if anybody was at Monerotopia, it's like, you'll have a guy like covered in spikes and leather jackets and he looks like he just walked out of a biker gang standing next to like some nerdy chick in some tranny right it's like <laughs> or it, you know it's it's like the most diverse and interesting people you'll ever meet um and the thing is is like if you could cover such a huge chunk of your commercial costs by having a studio where that kind of crowd is just organically congregating and you'll never know what they've consumed or what they're on or what they're talking about. I mean, it could be absolutely. Oh, um, but then any of those people could then continue the show by just walking out into the cafe and interviewing people about what they think about whatever they're talking about. The value added proposition is absolutely incredible. Um, the, the only, thing you would want to wait on is for the the commercial property costs to come down yeah that's the issue but it's inevitable right it's it there's absolutely no way in an environment where brick and mortar stores of the conventional variety are collapsing but face-to-face communication is in more demand than it's ever been True. right so your operating costs would go way down and then the the value proposition it continues to climb. I mean, people are so sick of like, you know, FaceTime and like Instagram and all that, like at least, you know, outside of the normies that nobody wants to talk to anyway. Right. They're interested in something like this. And so if you were to carefully do your, your, your planning and then wait for that bubble to burst, you know, it, it would be a really, really good opportunity to scoop up like a 10 year lease agreement for way less than what people do now. And this is exactly the kind of community that would be on board to cover a lot of those costs to see, you know, a, a five days a week Monerotopia kind of thing going on. And then, you know, like the Saturday show could always just be focused on Monero stuff. But you know, the, the, this is a community that has a lot to say about a lot of topics, you know, so it, there's all kinds of time that could be spent on, you know, discussing other things from the perspective of the cypherpunk attitude. Um, now, I, I'll, I'll quit stealing all the showtime here, but I just thought no, you make a good point, though. Very yeah. good points, man. I've got, Very I've good got points. No, I, I could try to be mean to you. I've got nothing to disagree with. I have nothing to play on. <laughs> well i'm a uh, fat nerd so you could start there like uh, <laughs> yeah i mean uh, alaska and now you're you're hit i mean that's that's the real that's the difficult part is the is the real estate finding a place here in New York. i mean everything is- are, you wearing, are you wearing a tux shirt yeah it, it came from tux <laughs> good for you man that's Free awesome open source <laughs> Yes, if you guys. I know you guys couldn't see it, but while we were backstage, my son was back here. He was uh, he's wearing his Tux shirt too, and he's like, "It's t-. he's the biggest Tux fanboy in the entire world. He just absolutely loves it." So he has one too in red, 
and he was just having like an absolute field day like i've got a tuck shirt and he's on the show this is uh, so cool like bound to be so the next score vault so i, I want to hear doug's response to what you just said like you man i have nothing to argue against um let's 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 get it going let's 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 do it let's talk more action i mean i'm willing to, to, to try to put this yeah a year Thank ago, a year ago, two years ago, I was out on the streets of New York selling coffee on the street, selling it for Monero, and you'd be surprised at how well it worked out. And really? Because how popular is Monero in New York? Is I, I wouldn't. Well, people, people, just, a lot of people didn't know, right? And they'd come over mm-hmm. and they're like, "What the hell is this guy doing? He's out here." Because I was, I was literally doing pour over in the middle of, of like you know nowhere on the street, and they'd come over and they'd learn about Monero. But you'd be surprised; there were quite a few yeah. that did know. I mean, Doug, Doug is the kind of guy uh, that, that could almost win a Republican candidate in New York City. Almost. <laughs> I guess it's becoming. And that itself is like crazy. Dude, we could do yeah. big things here. And- with the project. Like, yeah. yeah you know, you know, do what you can to prepare for the opportunity when it arises. And then when those prices collapse and there's there's people who own this real estate at a massive loss are absolutely panicking is the the perfect opportunity to swoop up like an incredible long term commercial real estate deal. Here's something here's something that you don't know is and here's something that Doug does know is that I actually did get a certain artist, like a very good artist to commit to the project already. And that artist is like, he's like, like, hey, let's go. And just us talking, like, hey, like, there's a lot of people, like, there's a lot of energy in the room right now, and I think that we should make something fucking happen. Why not? I will, I will say my only, and not, not hesitation. Um, I love, I love, I want, I want the, I want the real world thing to happen, and yes. it will happen. But I think we might be, we, you know, energy or time better spent focusing on the virtual right and connecting the community the global community uh and getting traction that's already happening right that's that's already happening but there's there's a lot of building that could still be happening there right like so xmr XMR bizarre that we're trying to build i mean is is really going to tap into that monero market what we're seeing there it's gaining traction i mean so tapping into the global market of people that are already aware of monero interested in Monero, into Monero, and looking to live off of Monero, rather than trying to find the 10, 20, if you're lucky, 30 people in New York that are into it, find globally the, you know, the 10,000 people or yeah, more yeah. already into it. What you just said is that both these things are tandem. Is that like, right. we, the 10, 20, what if it's not 10, 20? Maybe it's like a whole thing going on in New York. And it's also, that amplifies Everything else that amplifies the online, and the I don't, I don't know how much you guys are into like the, uh, everything's fucking like good. Steve shit. Martian has yeah. is, is had a, how, how many cups of gratuitous coffee did you drink this morning, man? <laughs> I, I drank zero, and that's the five of these. I'm, I'm five, ADHD, five of these. and if I don't, if I don't <laughs> hey, take my meds, I don't take if I don't take Adderall and like speed, I am like. Yeah, I, I was just about to say he's on like some sort of drug. <laughs> that this, is, this, this is his normal behavior. This is yeah, it, it really is what he's like. I, I'm not. It's, it's not. It's not. <laughs> Dude, when do, when do we go into LCD sound system? Let let's let's start with that. Well, we could definitely. Dude, do you, do you know they're coming again to Queens? Yeah, and let me hit me up. Yeah, we, we, we will do that. We will do that together. All right, so we're going. Um, to, yeah. I wanted to throw out there real quick, though. So you got one guy named Shortwave Surfer and one guy named Dean Marsh. D, uh, 
D Martian. Yeah. And the thing is, is what Doug was saying earlier, you could actually look at it in a little bit more esoteric light, right? The whole meme magic concept and hieroglyphs. and so, But here's the thing. You want to ride the wave that's already happening, okay? And, and then you want to be prepared to catch the next wave. So you could think of it like the celestial alignment, right? Are the stars aligning for this? And the truth is, is right now people live in a digital space and they're looking for a way out and we need to be there to catch it. And then when they find their community, when they find their niche, you need to then create that nest for them to lay their eggs, right? And the reality is, is right now people are just looking for a way out of like the wicked world that we live in. And you're going to have kind of like a roaring 20s scenario and, you know, what better people to run the, the Monero speakeasy than D. Martian and Doug, of course. But the, the, the beginning of the, of the uh, brick and mortar wave is not yet. And it's because people are priced out of it, right? So you have to play along with the economics long enough to make sure that you do not price people out of being able to participate. So go ahead. I think you could also iterate start as like the way I started, right? With zero overhead on the street, selling coffee, right? Try to start with with quarterly meetups and then turn it into monthly meetups. And the quarterly meetups would be getting everybody together that's into building a Monero circular economy in person, coming coming together collectively. And then slowly, slowly that turns into a, a place with the headquarters that, you know, just exists. Yeah, it's just like you start with a like a home Bible study and then you create like a home fellowship and then you create a home church and then you get a building and then you start your community outreach. And uh, yeah, but the idea of like a nucleus of the people who are already all in and then working your way out organically as the opportunity presents itself. Alaska not. So here's something that I that motivated me is that I realized, like, what, what's the point of, of your life, maybe? Like, maybe you want to fight for freedom. And if you want to fight for freedom, you we destroy live in, the banks the and bring of, down the government. We, we, don't need, we don't need to use muskets anymore. We can, we can actually use Monero instead of muskets. And we, we have this, and it's slower. And, and, you know, you look at history, and it's, it's so condensed. But if you, if you expand the history, it actually takes a lot of work. And, it, it, you know, we're, work, we're making the work happen right now. And so, some of those, those, those efforts that we've been putting into our lives are actually might pay off. And um, if, if you see like, like, a, like so what we're doing right now, I saw it like we're just, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen the way it's happened. And I'm not going to blame anyone for that. Actually, Doug has done more for Monero, more for freedom than most people have done. And so we can't say anything that Doug hasn't done, but we need to act on our own. We need to actually like do our own thing. To, to also push push things forward. And we haven't done enough yet. We need to find a way for things to connect. Things to <laughs> I completely move. agree. A peaceful yeah. solution yeah. is the way forward. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm glad you're taking the shot. All right. Um I, I didn't have I, I didn't know D Martian would be showing up today, otherwise I would I would have I would have smoked my weed this morning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, sir. I'm adjusting. I'm adjusting. We were gonna do news, but I feel like I don't know. It's I'll, better, I'll, right? It's I'll, better. I'll, we'll we'll Tux, you wanna quickly run the news and we'll run through it quickly because we're already now a pro we're we're well over two hours here. Uh, quickly do the news, left, huh? Right? Ha ha ha. 
Yeah, let's see. Is there any anything? Uh, yes, uh, we do have news. I just uh, right, let's do it. Uh, it's a fair amount. Yeah, let's roll yeah, that segment. I, and I need to get out. I need to get outside, guys. It's beautiful over here. We got it. You know, let's, let's I do have a, I do have a project to talk about yeah. a little bit after. Sure. Let's uh, let's quickly run the news, and then shortwave you can uh, chime in with that. And now for our weekly news segment. All right. Dude, who's this schmuck who's complaining <laughs> about being? It's the well narrow guy. I timed it out because he was just spamming useless comments, and now uh, he's joining with uh, like a bajillion accounts spamming. All right, so productive, like, time. like pointlessly. Um, or jump up on the show, like if you're, you're you know, you're, you're not. Yeah, bad. come on the show, buddy. Get on up here. You don't need to turn your camera on, but just don't waste our time and waste everybody's uh, spamming a bunch of shit. All right. All right go ahead. So, first article: Iris extends comments period for new crypto tax rule to mid-November. The proposal is supposed to come into effect 2026, impacting sales and exchanges in 2025. The U.S. IRS has extended the commentaries period for crypto tax reporting rules proposed in August 2023. The public consultation will last on 13th. The gross proceeds and basis reporting by brokers and determination of amount realized and basis for digital asset tr- transactions rules were made public on the 29th. Under the regulations, brokers will need to adopt novel reporting form to streamline tax emissions and reduce instances of tax evasion. So just more trying to get people to pay tax with their crypto. And this happens along with uh, Kraken being forced to give up a bunch of information by the IRS. So, yeah, any comments? Not really. I, I, guess, <laughs> I, guess, I, guess I mean, I'm just trying to think now. that decentralized exchanges might be the way to go, but I don't know. Don't, I mean, I'm on the fence. Don't switch into fiat, um, because if you don't switch into fiat, <laughs> there's uh, nothing to tax. No, I like to keep my value. Yes, I. if I remember correctly, the rules are if it's if you're if you're Going back to fiat, pulling in your bank account as a taxable event. If you're exchanging crypto, it's taxable. But I think if you're actually withdrawing, it's not. Like if you're withdrawing to a wallet, I don't think it is taxable. No, it's not, it's not a taxable event, but they, they'll consider it a taxable event until you prove otherwise, I think, essentially is what happens. So like if Sounds would, about right. Yeah. All right. right. You got to prove that it wasn't a spend, that you're just moving it to your own wallet. So uh, Tom Emmer, uh, I think you shared this one, Doug. Uh, you probably have more idea on this one than I do. Yeah, I just wanted to bring it up because Tom Emmer, he yeah, it almost, looked like he was going to get the House Speaker, right? Yeah, he almost became the Speaker, which would have been exciting because he's the most. If if there's anybody out there that's in in the you know U.S. representative that could potentially be pro Monero, it's this guy. Although he never really mentions Monero, um, but he always talks about the importance of cash. And digital cash, he understands that concept uh, like no other U.S. representative. So it would have been would have been awesome to have him in there as the the U.S. Uh, House Speaker, but he quickly got derailed. <laughs> um, I think he, like his bid lasted for like two hours, and then like uh, he had the the a kind of a, the more extreme arm of the Republican Party uh, come after him because I think he had. Um, confirm the election when Biden was elected, as opposed to being one of those people that was uh, denying the the results of the election. So that's what he got killed off for. But it would have been awesome, amazing to have him in that seat. Um, unfortunately, not. But he's a cool guy. Keep an eye on him. Would love to have him on the show. Um, yeah. Who said we get the snake, Mike Johnson, who immediately is uh, trying to shovel money to other countries, which is great and unsurprising, but unfortunate. 
So, uh, from fiat demise, Monero donations lead to uh, lead the crypto pack one day to Jeff Berwick's fundraiser. So this is for the Acapulco uh, hurricane relief. This group punches way above its weight in generosity. So this is what we're talking about earlier with the hurricane. Look at that, Monero. That's is, wow, that that is amazing. Fucking Darrow, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, not even 200 bucks in there i mean that's like the I whole think you're small. i didn't even know there was 200 bucks in circulation in Dara. That's, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah i had a bunch of darrow people uh commenting telling me uh like trying to promote darrow whatever um, conceptually it's great but i i don't think it actually i think okay. it's kind of a... and i am curious so if any darrow people wanted to uh come and give their things i am i'm cu always curious about new I don't think all of us are. This is like the general Monero sentiment that we're curious about other products. Yeah, for sure. I don't I think, know if Monero is actually like, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at, if you do like donation divided by market cap, right? So like Monero is, it's is crazy. by far yeah. the top, right? So 40 grand worth of Monero has been donated uh, versus, what was it? Like 8,000. Oh, 44 now versus 12,000. Versus 12,000 in Bitcoin, right? So yep. uh, what does that say? I think, you know, I think it's 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 a testament to the fact that people actually use Monero, right? Especially for something like this. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna send money, if I'm gonna donate, if I'm gonna actually transact with it, I'm gonna use Monero. I'm not gonna use my Monero's cheap. You're saving the most amount of money using Monero. Yeah. Exactly. Most of, most of the money goes to the person who's getting it. So I think I had mentioned to you guys on a different show about uh, getting stuff to Hawaii during the the nightmare, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people were talking about, well, you can send gift cards because they're actually getting through. Um, and it was hard to rally people to use Monero to do it. But the irony is, is my Monero got there in like, you know, 10 minutes. <laughs> they were able to use it like right away. And then uh, we shipped several pallets of stuff down to help with the fires in Hawaii. And I think they ended up getting it like a month and a half later. And some people, you know, had allegedly, I'm not saying this actually happened, but allegedly uh, neither confirmed nor denied. People had also put like cash and gift cards and envelopes inside of the pallets. I mean, who knows if that's true or not, but like, but those things didn't get to them for almost two months. Right. Um, and, and the thing is, is like the humanitarian aspect of what Monero brings to the table is so unbelievably underrated right now. And it would be a huge marketing thing, right? So right now you've got two sides like yay Palestine or yay Israel and burn the other guy down, right? Well, you could be talking to one guy about how, you know, humanitarian aid has been denied to Palestine, but you could easily use Monero. And then you could be talking to somebody else and you can be like, you know, all of these people who have lost power at the shelters or whatever, well, you can use, you know, network services and your cell phone to transact in Monero, right? It's it, like no matter which side you're on, no matter which side somebody else is on, you can always appeal to the humanitarian instincts of a person by showing them what Monero is capable of doing. And honestly, like it would be awesome to get posters, right? Like donations Agreed. made to Acapulco and then you could show like the value in all of the crypto and then you could show all of the nonprofit donations and whatever. And then uh days before it saw results or made it to the hands of the 
you know, Monero, 10 minutes, you know, FEMA, 612 years, you know, or what it's like, yeah, <laughs> you could make such an amazing propaganda poster out of this if you were an artist, which I'm not, but somebody out there, I'll buy one if you make it. Yeah, I would too. All I like it. right. This one's interesting. Last week, a Wall Street Journal published a report citing elliptic research to claim that Hamas has raised as much as $93 million prior to their terror attack in Israel. This was seized upon by Senator Warren, who cited the report in a letter criticizing crypto with over 100 congressional signers. People in crypto knew that this figure was shocking and had to have been overstated. Within days, Chainalysis came out with a post explaining the basic error in the data. If a rogue exchange with $10 million in volume sends 1,000 to Hamas, you can't count that as $10 million to Hamas. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Today, Elliptics, the sole source of the 93 million figure, has unequivocally said the research is being misrepresented. No way. <laughs> yeah, the company oh, also said that they shocking. were trying to explain this to Senator Warren's <laughs> office and the original Wall Street Journal reporters. So what now? Does the truth of Reach DC? Well, we can try. Yeah, we, we, we oh, spoke about God. this last week too and uh, informative and unfortunate for one minute that these people don't know that it wasn't 93 million dollars and that they're full of shit like it's it we're trying to tell them that they're wrong it's you don't say but the thing is is these people have like hundreds of you know i'm like literally working with senators right now and the thing is they have teams of like a hundred people to you know do all of the homework and bring them just the hundred retards yeah, it's and the thing is, is they'll get all of the info and then they'll just pretend like they haven't seen it and start, you know, hammering on the talking points that are like provably wrong. They know, of course, they know. <laughs> Unbelievable. This this guy is still spamming. What is what is wrong with this individual? What guy? I didn't see. In the in the in the comments. No, I see him, but endless, I didn't see him. Endless, endless. Dude, push me. Up on, dude. Come on. Dude. There's nothing wrong with him spamming. It's only pushing the reach. So that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we appreciate. That's it. true. That's a good point. But uh, yeah, hop honestly, on. we should probably cut him oh. in. We should be like, wow, thanks for all of the active. <laughs> I think yeah. it's the wild come on the show. Guy, he's just like probably yeah. drunk. It yeah, is, no, it's it's the one hour guy. Yeah, I was like, twelve once, but uh, the thing is that Arctic Mine indeed made some very good points about chain analysis, basically being semi bullshit and not not really mm. being all that great at what they do. But that you know it kind of makes them even more dangerous because it, it can easily wind up in in um, you know getting arrested over a, a miscalculation, something as retarded as what they did here. All the more reason to use Monero. I mean, unproven black box algorithms that the yeah. government uses to apply air quote justice. Love it. The orb <sighs> says you're killed. Yeah, exactly. But pretty crazy that 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 they're even coming out and be like, wait, wait a minute, you're you're miss. You're yeah, miss- ninety three million dollars. Because they they benefit they're they're benefiting as as the government amps up regulation, right? If Senator Warren's bill passes, uh, elliptic and chain analysis actually, you know, they they stand to benefit greatly. Quote justice. And here they are. They're out there, like, wait a minute. You, you know, even you guys, you're going a little overboard. You're, we're not saying that, that. is kind of funny. Yeah. All right. Turkey plans to craft crypto framework in 2024. 2024 Turkish presidential annual program published on October 25th in the official Gazette of the Republic of Turkey aims to finalize crypto regulations in the country in the calendar of 24. So, uh, crypto is becoming more regu- regulated in Turkey. Time for anyway. Uh, good for them, I guess. Um, Did you just say Roach coin? No, no I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> that was awesome. 
I didn't say anything. For those of you who don't know, be glad that you don't know because you okay. have no business being on those places <laughs> on the internet anyway. So I had the feeling you would know. Unless... Anyway, we'll uh, we'll keep that among you guys. <laughs> Bank of Spain. Yeah, the after hours show that is not broadcast on you. More jokes like this. Yeah, maybe, maybe oh, we need uh, like, narrow talk. Oh, yeah, Manitopia after, after hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for just just for Alaska non and whoever else wants to do it. I will absolutely host the after hours yeah. and I'll put a disclaimer. Do an Odyssey Douglas or something. Truman does not endorse this in any conceivable way. Odyssey or PeerTube or something. Why not? You, you, you won't stream it though, right? Like it's just you could come into a no, room. It'll be live. And we'll, we'll invite Mr. Rock. We, we could well host a PeerTube like he's talking about. I mean, most of these like five letter agent and three letter agencies don't even know how to use that stuff. So we could just the nine people in the Monero community who actually are just like making roach jokes and stuff. What is this one? Tux. Make Spain Bank versus of Spain embraces digital Europe explains its benefits. Yeah, Spain with DC stuff. Um, all these countries slowly. I'm all for it because it's free, free advertising. For- in a way, yeah, if we can get the word out there. Or else they will fall into the trap. Oh, wait, and that's where they're talking about if you go back... Um... Right. We, well, we talked about this last week. The authors highlight the possibility of offline oh, payments, yeah, offline payments. The euro, emphasizing its mm. level of privacy equivalent to cash. So they're proposing a system where you're going to be able to transact offline with digital payments. Speaking uh, of which, press X to doubt. W- whatever happened to Fediment? I know. I know it was kind of a, not a very functional thing, but conceptually, it... yeah, I don't know. I've been following that. You know, I one I I was like burning with stuff to chime in on, as as an Alaskanon does while Comrade Blinn was doing his thing because like that that would actually be a huge chunk of the underlying infrastructure for much more convenient and consistent ways to pay offline and to air gap and all of these other things um like the idea of having like you know hardware pocket wallets that use a system of QR codes and cameras to air gap connect, you know, to air gap the keys to your wallet. Um, You know, that, that is, that has deployable functionality for all kinds of other things involving like offline transactions. Yeah. Um, Like like, I I think one thing that's possible is like you you can sign a transaction and then hand it to somebody and they can then broadcast it blockchain. But I, I think there's like a lot of issues with, uh like validity and stuff uh like something may happen you may you may spend those coins before he gets to to, to you know um broadcast sign transaction you gave him and all that stuff well so all you would have to do is just build it in i mean just like the way that a pgp key works all you'd have to do is build it in where if somebody took it offline and then they spend it offline it's <clears throat> built into the chain uh, it's 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 or what I mean is is it's built into the same key as the original, right? Um, but there are ways to like irreversible mathematics. There are ways to true, do true. it. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I mean I they're, they're not integrated like with Monero's code base now, but it's not only like feasible, but it, it would just be one math. It'd be a yeah, big true, problem, true problem, but it'd just be one. Being able to give somebody like a tiny piece of hardware that maybe with EB or with, like you said, a QR code, you give that to somebody and they then have, I don't know, five Monero or whatever. That that would be beautiful. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> All right, keep going, keep going. All right. More CBDC. Chinese digital yuan CBDC used for first time to settle cross-border oil deal. CBDC and de-dollarization summit just strides last week with the one million barrel deal on the Shanghai Petroleum and Natural Gas Exchange. 
You know, what's absolutely hilarious is all of these people three years ago, five years ago, well, yeah, Monero is a great idea, but how am I going to buy my gas? How am I going to get my food? How am I going to pay my taxes? And I'm always like, well, don't pay your taxes. But for two, yeah, it's like, and now the governments are like, hey, we want to be able to buy oil, guys. We want to be able to pay taxes, guys. It's, it's only like, cool when we do it. Yeah, it's cool when we do it. It's okay now. When you're large and you're in charge and you own the system and then you you, you love the status quo. Exactly, yeah. Welcome to the system. Everyone's a victim. Doesn't matter if you're black or white. It hates you all. Tom McDonald, The System. It's an awesome song if you haven't heard it. Nice. I can't recall the song, but I do recall the... So next we have some bounties for Passport to Monero. So there's um, lots of people who have talked about wanting Monero support for the Passport because the Passport is really, really nice hardware, but it's uh, only supports Bitcoin as far as I understand so there's been talk about Monero. And so one of the developers, not on developer time, set up this repository and did some, I guess, rudimentary work to see what it would be like for awesome. sitting up Monero and Passport. And so he's created a bunch of bounties. So if you have the means to do this and you want to, I think this is mostly in C. C, yeah, a little Python for the interface, I guess. And you want to get paid for it. There's some pretty large bounties here. Create Monero seeds, 5XMR. <laughs> Export private view key to XMR. So if you called? want to do that, there's some work that can be MGG done. Foundation. Hurry up before Luke or Blinn find this. You're not going to have any. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Oh, nice. Friendly. You can jump on that. That's cool. I'm, I'm at least going to look around. Man. Nice. Tweet from Seth about the Ledger Recover. Please do not use a service. If you use a service, if you sign up for simple seizure of funds, if Ledger willingly or unwilling due to government pressure, oh decides to collaborate with one of the other storage providers. And somebody had actually asked this in a Reddit thread. They were like, you know, play devil's advocate if subpoena was issued to Ledger. Uh, what would they do? And he was like, yeah, if the government could subpoena, then they could get executed. How so, is it even a hardware wallet at this point? It's, yeah, no, it's insane. Uh, it completely takes away all the the main benefit. The main benefit is probably protecting it from the government because you are more likely to have that seized by the government than by uh, a thief, to be honest. Uh, and they're just giving the keys back to them, basically. You know, takes a longer time. Right. A, a much idea. a much longer means because getting a subpoena and having that go through takes a while. It's funny because I actually thought about maybe getting a ledger, and then I heard about this. And, yeah. yeah, no, no it's honestly nope. like I see Cancel no order. advantage to not just using a trusted open source wallet on a graphene. Like I can, like all of these hardware wall or not all. No, excuse me. There's no, a bunch of them service, that are yeah. sick. But I mean, like they, a lot of people <laughs> who think they're getting added security. It's just adding another non-trustworthy device to your yeah. chain just of use events. the Monero signer. And I mean, remember, the, the, no, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say that. Remember, the all the government is is thieves that have uh, pieces of paper that say that they can do things. Yeah, other other people in the same uh, group that say, "Oh, that piece of paper is valid." Mm-hmm. True. And, and friend to the friend before you, uh, you know, the, the thing is that privacy sells. People actually care about privacy. They care about you know, they always have, but if you sell privacy, it's not real privacy and people don't know, then we get what we get. But if yeah. people educate people, and it, it um, also privacy uh, is, things change. Yeah. It, it ruins trust and privacy. 
you gotta wonder why Ledger went this direction. Why wouldn't they just made like a, if anything, a completely separate product device that would do this and just keep Biden over- told them to. Biden told them to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's he doesn't have that capability. Hi. Hey, give me a shirt. You're selling a hardware wallet. So thank you for the shirt. You're selling a hardware wallet and with a backdoor. And they're like, but no, it's it's not a real backdoor because it's a backdoor sold as a feature. Yeah. And it's going to different companies, which you can trust. You can definitely trust. Do we even know the names of the companies? Yeah, I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, I think all the comp the they're probably listed on the website. I'm pretty sure it's public. Yeah, but you know, you know, you know my point, right? Who, who the fuck even are they? Yeah. Why should yeah, they I be mean, trusted just... with even if it's a even if it's like a, a snippet of my seat? I don't know. It's so dumb. So, Cake Wallet is having a Monero meetup in Chicago next week, November second, seven to ten p.m. It'll be featuring Justin Berman and. Uh, Luke Parker will give an update on Sarai. Awesome. So if you are near the area, come by and you can RSVP on the meetup.com link up there. I will be yeah, there. I will see whoever comes. It's a few oh, you can be there. Be there I will, yes. awesome. Yeah, I wish we could go, but I, I can't. We're, we're running our way to Argentina a few days later. And we just we got to be around here. Is, uh, is it going to be live streamed? I uh, think I'm not sure. I think maybe if we, maybe I'll, they will. I, I'll ask Vic. But I think Bert- it would be unforgivable if you can't find some way to live stream at least part of this. Like, I, especially yeah. like the Luke Parker part. There are a lot of us who are very curious. Presentation on full membership proofs, I believe. I think. I believe. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. I won't yeah. be surprised if they at the very least record it and upload it. Yeah. I feel like they have to do. That. I'm. Uh, I'll ask. I'll ask. Forward to Sarai's Sarai. Yeah, because Berman's working with Luke. Uh, obviously, Luke is working on Sarai, but he's also, as you guys know, working on full membership proofs, and I think he's working on that with with Justin Berman. So I think yeah. Berman's going to be giving a talk on the progress that they've had on that work, which is amazing. Uh, I think people underestimate just how fucking Sarai is. Yeah. And full membership proofs. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, that too. I mean, it's part of Seraphis, right? It's going to be part of Seraphis, is the yes. idea. Seraphis, yeah. No, but we're talking so about Seraphis. Seraphis, my bad. No, no, this Seraphis is, is the... Is the yeah, Seraphis is the, the new Monero. Sarai is the, the Dex. Yes. 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 So, Hester Pierce speaks out against library enforcement action. The market could have decided. The SMEC commissioner said the regulators' actions forced a group of entrepreneurs to abandon what they built while library announced in October planned to wind operations. This is all related to library... Um, I guess sort of losing a case against the SEC and they've recently decided to shut down their operations officially. Hester Pierce of the U.S. SEC has issued a dissenting opinion on the regulator's lawsuit against blockchain firm Library. In the October 27th statement, I'm sorry, uh, in the October 27th statement, Pierce described feeling unsettled following the SEC's enforcement action against Library in March 2021. In November 2022, a judge ruled in favor of the SEC, stating that the firm's LDC token was a security. No uh, library appealed the decision. The company announced in October it would plan to wind down. The fuck is he doing? <laughs> D-Marsh, you came in. I thought I was being cool, but I wasn't cool, so I'm just going to shut up now. I just hear little blobs just in the background. Uh yeah, they, they decided to, uh, they're shutting down, as everyone saw last week. Millions of dollars in debt due to legal cost. So the the case illustrates the arbitrariness and real-life consequence of the commission's misguided enforcement-driven approach to crypto. I don't think it's misguided. I think it's on purpose. But Yeah, but like we spoke about last week, it's just forcing um, library or the, you know, the open source portion of it to become more more decentralized, right? 
Yeah, so it could end up being a good thing, but at the same time, yeah. we might see a little bit of development because, like, unless there's people who have the money and time to pick this up, there's going to be some some amount of abandonment. Right? That's always the problem with these smaller tokens, right? The idea of a decentralized video platform is fucking cool, but I don't I don't even do the right approach if you ask me. I think PeerTube does it a lot better, where you actually host your own videos and you share that with people that want to watch it. I think that that's like actually decentralized because for 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 a token like library that there has to be like a central um yeah the the whole the hell fediverse thing is like clearly the superior way to do it and honestly yeah. i think we should use the unix philosophy the unix principle you know we use these little features like the ability to tip in monero and then you know tip people who are hosting massive amounts of you know fediverse operations you know which by the way tux has a donation wallet everybody for all of that incredible work that he's i like that you know what the unix philosophy is by the way well yeah it's it's probably one of the most important concepts that has been nearly abandoned by the modern software and it, well, I'll call them software pleb because that's what they really are. Yeah. Even the congratulations, you know more than ninety percent of the population. Well, when do you learn something, right? Uh, <laughs> it's like, but the reality is, is the Fediverse system paired with a simple tipping function like what Blin was doing, right, um, gives you the opportunity to. You know, you could put at the top of your list that your content would be hosted on somebody's, you know, roaring Fediverse server. Or um, if people are using that that uh, that video platform to watch your videos, they can either tip you directly as a content creator or tip anybody who's hosting your. Um, and the exactly. performance gains over Google everything would be absolutely mind-boggling. Like. For those of you who don't know what the Fediverse is, it is truly amazing. It's basically uh, what Mastodon uses. Yeah, Mastodon is the biggest example. It's basically everybody can host their own um, Fediverse software, which can be Mastodon or Pleroma is another one, or PeerTube, or uh, there's another one. And basically it can all intercommunicate with each other. So you can have an account on one server and you can follow people that have an account on another server. It's got sort of like email. Yeah, it's very nice. I always yeah, said I that Mastodon was basically if Twitter and email got together and had a baby, it would be Mastodon. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I host a, uh, a lot that of services, really but I don't have any uh, Fedder, um, Fediverse stuff yet. So if you want me to host like a new pipe or a Mastodon, let me know. I'll look into that. They're pretty, they are pretty complicated to set up. They do require a decent amount of uh, setup to get started. Well. But uh, I think they're worth it because once you do get them set up, um, you can work with uh, and start fettering with other instances. So, yeah. yeah. You know, supposedly, if somebody was really driven to, they could, like, send hardware to an Amazon locker somewhere, and, you know, some guy, some little birdie might put together all kinds of cool operations. You know, like this, right? Speaking you pay of there is a there is a Lemmy server, uh, and Lemmy is basically decentralized Lemmy, Reddit. A, yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. Monero.town. Decentralized, decentralized Reddit, and it's Monero.town, and there's already tons of people, well, a couple, quite a few people on there. And Lemmy I'm one of them. is so much better than Reddit, by the way. It's yeah. like, 
It's like Reddit minus the filth. It's just so much better. This is ironic because Lemmy, when it started out, it was developed by a bunch of very communist Communist, people. yeah. It yeah, depends like on a, the instance you use, right? No, like, yeah, no, like the actual developers of Lemmy, the Lemmy itself, one of the guys had like a Pol Pot profile picture and he had like a hard-coded list of words you weren't allowed to use on the platform. Yes, I remember that. that yeah, was and really there, there was like a fork Lenny uh, with, the, with the Lenny face that had it the, kind of patched out and stuff. The guys who host all of my Fediverse stuff, they're like diehard anarcho-communists that believe that we need a new Stalin for like a massive rise genocide. Up? Um, which, I mean, to each their own, right? But <laughs> Yeah, on the topic, by the way, I, I recommend everybody hosts their own website. It's not that hard to do. There's website, like there's plenty of resources on how to do it. Uh, Landchat.net is one of the websites that perfectly explains That's mental how to outlaws, host. isn't it? <laughs> no, uh, Luke Smith, I hey, believe. Is Landchat.net keeping with Monero? Is, is that let you buy a domain? No, no, no. It, it, it has a bunch of research on how to do it. Uh, it's just uh, resources for how to host a website. But if if you want to if you want to uh, if you want a server that you can pay with Monero, there's 1984.hosting. There's Nyala, uh, Njal.la. Uh, there's a bunch of others. They all yeah. Look at look at look at Monorica. Look at Monorica.com, and they have uh, they have a couple of web hosts. Yeah, yeah. Or do the, it Monorica. Be truly America. decentralized. Yeah, you but, could use a VPS, which might be better if you're starting off. It'll probably be better for security not having open ports on your local network exactly. that, but if you really want to get into hosting learn how to do it locally because that's truly decentralizing the internet instead of just yeah, putting all this stuff back on the same uh if, if your personal server isn't heating your baby's crib then you might not be <laughs> what are you even doing <laughs> yeah no, it's, you, it's you, a good uh space heater for the winter yeah you, yeah you can just make, make it a tour site what is dubcut Dovecot is an email server or like an email, um, like uh, something for your email client to connect to. Was there any more news? Because we got totally off topic. Uh, that was oh, it yeah, for the bad. news, it <laughs> looks like. That was it. Shortwave, you said you had okay. something you wanted to bring up. Yeah, so just a quick project that I've been working on. One of the things, I've been using P2Pool for quite a long time, and one of the things that really irritates me is that the P2Pool observer does not work well on a mobile phone. I'm sorry, but a lot of people use mobile devices to access the internet. So what I've done is at least I'm currently in progress of working on a P2Pool kind of observer client that works well on, on mobile devices. And I've got, a, uh, I've got an actual mock-up of it. If you'd like to see it, I can put it in the chat real quick. Fuck yeah. Do it. Also, Fedora Silverblue or Alpine Linux. Is Alpine Linux non-GNU? It's very minimal. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, it uses uh, Muscle, right? Yes, which is not as great. Nice. And Docker container as well. And yeah, that's it. There we go. So it's in the it's in the chat now. So um, that uh, link sends you to an HTML file. Fucking uh, box. Yeah. Oh, did you? Uh, hey, did you try sending the link in the the chat or something? Yeah, it's in the chat. Yeah, I don't uh, send it to me, and I'll send it because it doesn't let non-moderators send links in the chat. There's no way to change that. It's kind of annoying. Uh, I don't know yeah. how to send it to you. Uh, the link doesn't work. Oh, uh, you can send it in the work. private chat. Oh, you did. I sent, oh, you, oh yeah. you did private chat. Okay, I thought you were in the Yeah, I sent it in the backstage private chat. I see. Sorry, my bad. Cool. Yeah, for, so, if you, if you want to do self-hosting, you the first thing you must learn is Kubernetes. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. No, I was going to say. What I've done here is this is, a, this is a bash script. So it's written completely in just Linux bash. And then I host it on my local machine. And I have it run every 10 minutes with a cron job. And so 
it runs that bash script, gets all the variables, and then creates the website that I just sent you in the link. Uh, uh, I think that, that I just link sent. is uh, wrong. Yeah, four four. Uh, oh no, because it probably expired. Hold up. Oh no. If you, if you want to be real Linux chat, make it POSIX. Yeah, hold up. Let me see if I can. It uh, it basically expired. Hold up. Let me get a new one. I can just see the chiseled jaw now. It's like growing inches <laughs> at a time. GNU slices. Shortwave. Sure, it's it's you shortwave, right? I don't think you've ever put your camera on. He looks and acts just like I thought he would. <laughs> yeah. I just wonder where the camera's mounted or like a laptop or something. A... Doesn't he have that John <laughs> McAfee thing going on where he's just like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think he knew the camera was on. <laughs> now he shut it off. <laughs> where are the feds at? Where are the feds at? <laughs> I don't know. I got to be careful. Bro. They're glowing. That's where the light behind you in the windows. All right. Oh so are, are we waiting on shortwave to uh, show us? Yeah. yeah so. so what do you want to talk about in the meantime? Can we, can we play this um, on Traceable? Yeah, 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 let's play that. I just want to play this. It was good. Well made. I love Untraceable. Yeah, he's, he's good, man. What's he up to nowadays? Oh, this. Sinarda. What you doing this for? You doing it to get rich? I'm trying to make a big bitch. Wait, I don't think that's the one I was trying to say. All right, try that one. I'm not talking about sex when I say that I got a lot of random exes. <laughs> These lyrics. He's so funny. It's not my style of music, but very... It's, uh, what do you say, provocative. Yes. Hey, that's a pretty cool interface. Yeah, that one, um, what you should do is you should take it and bring your browser down to a, a, a mobile size, like six inches across or whatever. That way you can see what it truly looks like, because on... I haven't set it so that it changes on desktop for mo- or mobile because it's it's supposed to be for mobile. That's what it's meant I got for. You, I got you. It looks cool. Very nice. Wait, that, that was the wrong untraceable video. Wait, this is the one I wanted you to play. Oh, really? Oh, okay. By the way. It was still it, lit, though. It was, yeah, it, was, it was. It was. It might not be your style of music. It's actually not his either. He's straight fire. Makes that is music. it really not? It's the only music he can make on, by, by himself. The guy, the guy loves rock. Crypto Bear? Wow. Why does he do rock songs about? Yeah, yeah that, that, that would have been fucking awesome. Crypto bear on in like over <clears throat> a year. Oh yeah, it's a surprising fact, right? <laughs> All right, here's the. That's the thing, Doug. You here. never actually know if you've had Crypto Bear on recently. That's true. He's probably on right he now. He have come on as all kinds of people, and you yeah. would never know. <laughs> Yesterday, the governing council of the ECB approved the opening of the preparation phase. All European institutions will be involved to make sure that Europe is equipped with the currency of the future. Cash is here to stay. You will have all options, cash and digital. So what does it mean for you? Uh, A key difference with the CBDC is that Central Bank will have Absolute control, absolute control, absolute control, absolute control, absolute control, absolute control, absolute control.
necessity of coin doings and, and, and so on. That is because you are not free. Cash or digital, the choice will be yours. Yeah, but you know what? You know what? Now we have in Europe this threshold above 1,000 euros, you cannot pay cash. If you do, you are on the grey market. Uh, Bitcoin has a privacy problem. <laughs> it is still on things. Privacy is the basis of freedom, and without it, we can never be free. The program is CBDC. Those money can be precisely targeted. For what kind of people can own? Walking down the Silk Road, found some homebrewed wine. Hi. Hey. Did we take Monero? Okay, wonderful. You will have all options. Cash and... Absolute control. She always looks like like a villain straight out of the Thunderbirds or something. That's what I'm saying. It's like the it's memes comical. are true. These people are all so freaky. Yeah. The comic book <laughs> super villains. She's got like the alien dome thing with the pointy chin. Telling you to have absolute He's literally control. laughing at her like, what's with that? That was a pretty fire video, and Traceable makes nice videos. Yeah, yeah, sense. good shit. That's the type of memes we need, man. Spread the word. And Martian had a cameo. All right, guys, let's let's wrap it up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to get outside, get some vitamin D, go play with my daughter. Uh, grass. I'm sure you guys wanna wanna go live your lives as well. Grand, beautiful day. Beautiful day, guys. Beautiful day here in New York. Um, all right, we do these shows every Saturday, eleven a.m. Eastern. Join us again next week. If you ever want to come up and uh, present something, hit us up beforehand. You could be the special guest if it's something digital cash, Monero related. Uh, Liberty Tech related, just you know, reach out to us. We could get you on as a special guest, or you could always join, um, jump up on stage and give your comments. Uh, we just ask that you don't spam like this guy who's been spamming for the last three hours. <laughs> just, just don't be that guy. Other than that, we're open to any and all content, guys. Uh, we just don't and want you join. Me. Join me and Interloper for the Peer Tube After Hours completely oh, unrelated special. Fuck yeah, <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, Brindle, man, thanks for jumping on today. And yeah, thank the- you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Quick question. How do I find Alescon? This guy's fun. I want yeah, to talk that. to you as well, dude. You can yeah. only find me if I want to be found. Okay. Oh! Find he, he comes <laughs> to you. He comes I'm to on, you. I'm on I'll Twitter, hit you up, bro. Mars. Okay. I'll, I'll send you a plane later. ticket. Come on up. <laughs> I will All right, guys. Let's let's At close. Do, do the closeout music, uh, Abdullah. I think you're gone, man. Uh, thank you so much, man, for showing up and uh, presenting on Dodo. Appreciate that. Thanks, everyone. Have a good weekend. You too. Man. Thank you for joining us on this week's Monerotopia episode. We stream live shows every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. You can find and subscribe to our show on YouTube and Odyssey, or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter or join us in the Monerotopia Telegram group. 